from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 218. Our answers will suck. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm John. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, everyone. <laughs> uh, I figured you got me we, once again. Yes. <laughs> well, I figured. I don't get it. <laughs> I figured with uh, us doing questions in this episode, and it really basically ends up being a suck episode, uh, I had to incorporate that somehow. So, so. Uh, my answers will suck. I don't know about your guys. <laughs> no, mine, are, mine are the truth and on point. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Chuck, you said you didn't understand it. You know, when you when you go missing for, I don't know, three years, and we do these suck episodes, like, often, no wonder. You just don't – you got to listen and remember, man. Yeah, it's like, – <laughs> I, 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 your roots, dude. We're so – I'm so glad you're back. As I said before we started recording, I think this is the third time we've been together doing this. So I'm I'm super pumped, man. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Uh, it's been a little while, but now hopefully maybe with us having somewhat of a regular uh, schedule for this, uh, we'll be able to see you uh, quite a bit more on these episodes. Uh, I know it's going to make my life a little bit easier, too, because I won't always have to be like reaching out to four or five people and going, hey, can you guys make it? Can you make it? Can you make it? <laughs> so No, you're just saying I just don't want John all the time. I get it. I get it. I'm okay with that. I understand how this works. you got to go OG here. I get it. <laughs> You're busy doing the HR social hour anyway. It's okay. Right. That's a that is a you you have a very fair point, but I will always make time for you guys because this is my roots, and as I tell people, this is where I started, and it will always come back to this. Yes. John will never not, big, John will never yeah. big time us. Not like others have in the past. Right. Chuck will big yeah. time us, but not John. Oh, of course. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> people expect that from me, but not right. John. Right. right. John's a decent guy. Right. Nobody expects that from him. Me, yeah, it's commonplace. Right. People, people want it from me. They expect it from me. Absolutely. It's almost it's almost wrong if I don't. Right. I would feel it was wrong if you didn't. So you would feel slighted. Exactly. Right. right. Um, so, gentlemen, how were your holidays? What? What? Well, first off, John, you're on location right now, right? I am uh, I am calling in from uh, 
soon to be called Columbus, Ohio. I'm in a hotel with a funky setup, and uh, yeah, I've got uh, five work trips in the next two months. Dang! Look at so John I, in the Buckeye State. Represent. That's right. Yeah, and you know it's unfortunate because I don't have time to see anybody. I kind of like bop in, and I'm here literally working two solid days, and I get right back on the road. So I didn't try to get a, get with anybody, but uh, yeah, in Columbus, and I think tomorrow it's supposed to be 20. So you know, yeah, yeah. welcome back to yeah. welcome back to uh, uh, to real world. But no, uh, holidays at my house were great. I had a chance to go to Kentucky and see family and hang out, and uh, made my nephews. Christmas, he has started collecting baseball cards. Nice. So oh, Uncle John, nice. Uh, nice, yeah. Yeah, he, he's playing baseball. He's an eight-year-old. He's eight now, and so he's playing baseball, and he's a big Cubbies fan. So you'll appreciate nice. that. Nice. So, yeah, so I get, <laughs> Uncle John goes to Walmart, buys a Topps box set, right? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed to have some kind of special card. Well, what do you know? They had a uniform card for a Cubbies player. Nice. Nice. So I made, I made his life. He's like, this is the best card I've ever had, and... <laughs> Anyway, so I did well. And you know what he gave me? He gave no, me a what? used Spider Man. He gave me a used stuff Spider Man. Nice. nice. I don't know what's going on with that kid. <laughs> no, not so much. It's, it's got like vintage. sweat marks and like, sweet. <laughs> like, like he was probably five when he had it. But Spidey has these amazing abs. <laughs> yeah. It was hysterical. It's, and apparently he just went around the house and just wrapped stuff up, not you know, like yeah. not realizing what was like a solid gift or not. And so yeah, they uh, they got me a, a stuffed Spider Man that's probably like six years old. Well was, loved, nice. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, it, it was. Maybe it was something he appreciated. But yeah, the, I made his I made his time, and uh, I got and I put a picture up on Facebook. I think some of you may have seen it, but a friend of mine gave me a thermos from 1966. Oh yeah, from GI Joe. Yeah, nice. And it is amazing. The thing is in just phenomenal condition. It's a thermos brand, thermos, G.I. Joe, and it even it's so old it doesn't even say Hasbro. It says, you know, Hasbro Brothers or whatever they're not keeping. Hasm, Hasm stuff or whatever their name is. Yeah, and a guy, I put it on Twitter, and a guy got back to me and said, I own the lunchbox. I've never even seen the thermos for it. Wow. Nice. So, yeah, nice. so I was really stoked. It was a... <laughs> Incredible! That was probably the coolest gift I got because it was just so out out of left field. And of course, it's from the '60s, and it's like a, a you know a guy in uniform that says GI Joe on it with a machine gun and a knife and wow. like an exploding tank behind it. It's like super violent. I'm like, holy cow! You know, this, it was the '60s. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, yeah, that was the I think it was the highlight at my place. How about Very you, cool. Chuck? Uh, well, we went to her sister's house and uh, down by Lima, Ohio, and. Uh, Celebrated Christmas there, and then um, came back home and got my boys, and had another Christmas here at home. So I was doing a lot of traveling and multiple Christmases, uh, stuff like that. But I did get uh, Bark Balamo's GI Joe book. Nice, nice. Yeah, I got that. That's a good I got, one. Uh, yeah, I got uh, the Silent Interlude hardback. Awesome. Oh, G.I. Yeah. Joe 21. Yeah. 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 yeah, I got that. That was pretty cool. Um, a lot of you may or may not know, but my mom moved to West Virginia uh, this past summer. Yeah. So I got a West Virginia University hoodie. Nice. So I'll wear that around the house. Um, uh, the rest of it was just, uh, I guess, mother books and stuff like that. And I got, uh, you know, the typical socks and T-shirts and stuff like that. Nice. Very cool. 
Uh, yeah, my holiday was actually a pretty quiet one, which was good because that's kind of what we wanted. Uh, wow. I had already went and visited uh, my parents earlier in December uh, down in Florida, and that was my gift to them, and their gift to me was paying for my hotel and uh, the stuff that we did when we were in St. Augustine. Uh, so we had a really good good time. Um, got to see my in-laws. Uh, went over there on Christmas Day like we typically do. We did Skype uh, with my parents on Christmas Eve, which is another tradition we typically do. It's really cool because we actually do, it on, uh, do that on a big computer screen. Uh, so it's very life-size and everything. Uh, so it does feel like my parents are right there, which is really cool. Um, and we we, talk, we didn't really have much gifts to exchange because of the trip and everything. Uh, so we just kind of talked for like a couple hours, and it was actually really cool. So uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Gift-wise, uh, just mostly thoughtful, very thoughtful gifts this year, which is always the best. Uh, my wife uh, recently, uh, with the actually good brown season we had if you can say a, a losing season was still a good season <laughs> uh still a lot of more promise this year than we've had in past years uh she knew a designer who did these handout posters at each of the games and he, he had she was able to obtain like seven of them or together we were able to t- obtain about seven of them uh through some co-workers also i like she got a few from him from the designer himself and then uh, I got a couple from some coworkers that went to games, and we got one when we went to a game. But I was still missing the last three. Well, she reached out to her designer friend and got me the last three uh, as a uh, Christmas gift. And it highlights different players uh, for each game. And then uh, kind of announcing this on the uh, regular podcast, I did mention this on the Patreon uh, episodes in the past. Uh, in this coming year, I am actually looking to do my own comic book. Uh, which I'm excited about. Uh, have, a, I think, a really good idea, and uh, I'm very excited about it. So one of the things that my wife got for me is it's this, it's like a pegboard, but it's a metal pegboard, uh, and so you can attach magnets to it, but you can also put push pins into it and everything else. It's it's really cool. It's really sleek looking, and it it matches the decor of the studio room here because uh, it's black and metal, so it's really cool. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And Chuck actually found a uh, for me a piece that uh, in my collection that I was missing. Uh, he wasn't sure if I was actually missing this, but I was, which was a uh, Star Wars Stormtroopers Behind the Armor book, uh, which uh, he's like, you sure you don't have this? And I was like, I swear I do not have this. It was one of the books that eluded me, uh, and I was always jealous anytime I saw Ch- our buddy Chewie post about it on uh the group page, so I'm happy to have that in my collection now. So, so those are some of the highlights that I had this year. Also, I wanted to mention we did the Secret Santa, and Bryn uh, got me went above and beyond, and he he got me all four. They're called Vinnie Mates. You guys have heard of the Mini Mates line, where they're yeah. the small ones. Yeah, these are yeah. the Vinnie Mates. They're a little bit bigger, and he got me all four Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, that. cool! So that was really cool. cool so. There was a few other things in there too, but that was definitely something that I was like, "Oh my god, he got me all four of them. That's awesome!" So, yeah, I like the Secret Santa we did. It was a lot of fun. Travis uh, put that together again, yeah. so yeah. thank you very much for that. I got um, Kevin Longman from Canada, our friend from Canada. He got my name and sent me a bunch of goodies: uh, Pez dispenser, Darth Vader, and nice. uh, GI Joe Jungle Bad, and some comic books and stuff like that. So, a lot of a lot of nice stuff and a Lego uh, Boba Fett. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it was really cool. Funny you should mention Kevin Longman because Kevin Longman, uh, he might. He, we're going to transition to him uh, in a minute, but he left us a, 
a voicemail about the contest we were having. Uh, which contest. is yeah. Okay. Did <laughs> so, I win? No, you did not win. <laughs> All right, I gotta go, guys. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Hosts cannot. Uh, those. That's the only reason I agreed to come on the show. I thought I would win. I have a speech prepared. Oh, you win just by, by being on here. <laughs> That's like we're winning kind of, with your sparkling personality, my friend. Kind so. of consolation prize to say the loser. We all win. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but no, so uh, to tell the girl after you know, drop her <laughs> off after prom, you, know, you, don't, you don't do that to me. Yeah. Well, we kind of do all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but he uh, he took umbrage with the fact that it was all uh, an all U.S. Uh, contest, uh, but in, in reality, he did not. He understood completely. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kevin, babe, all you got to do is get a U.S. post office right. box and your gold. Right. Just just go down to like Washington State or something like that. Get a U.S. post box <laughs> and your gold. Right. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Um, but he was actually very generous. He donated uh, some some posters that the images that he created for posters, and he gave me three of those. Uh, files to, to be able to give out. So I'm actually going to give out three posters as contest prizes today. Uh, we actually have seven prizes to give out. Nice. And uh, we had 14 entries. So nice. About 50% of the people that entered are going to win something. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and besides never given them anything. Yeah, besides me and John. Other than hours of entertainment. Right. Hey, <laughs> yeah. not everyone gets to be hosts on this show. Unless... Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Me and John get two of the prizes, and people get five others. So that's good odds. <laughs> that's you, still good odds. You guys are getting stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, See you later. I so wait. If nothing else, to get you to stop whining about it. <laughs> Either way, I'm a winner. Um, it's but no, that easy. You can win too. For the for those that didn't know, no, please do not send stuff in of you whining because <laughs> you're yeah. you're not gonna win. <laughs> I win. That only works for me. Right. That only works for Chuck. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so for those that didn't know, maybe didn't listen to past episodes, the contest was to send in a question for us to answer on an episode, and then your name goes in the drawing. And there was multiple ways to send it in. In fact, we got almost every way other than, I think, Instagram. Uh, I got questions from Facebook. I got questions from uh, we got a voicemail question. We got, uh, I got email questions. Uh, I want to double check. I'm pretty sure we didn't get an Instagram one, but I'm going to double check right now while we're talking. Uh, so entertain yourselves. Uh, yeah, you don't want an Instagram <laughs> thing because like Chris Hansen will come knock on your door and Dave right. Lines there and it's just bad. Right. It's bad. Right. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You know, you know, shame, burn me once, shame on me. Right. right? Seriously. No, I was right. Uh, we did not get any from Instagram, but I just wanted to double check. I was like, maybe I, maybe I missed somebody, uh, yeah. but I did not. So, um, but yeah, so that's all you had to do. So we actually have a lot of questions because some people sem- submitted more than one question, and it, and you only still get one entry. <laughs> so, uh, but we will draw the winners at the end of the episode because uh, I know you bastards out there will hear that you didn't win and turn us off right away. So. Yeah. Slick. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys are ready, I'm actually going to kick things off with... I thought you were going to play Kevin Longman's mail. That's, what, that's what I'm going to say. If you guys okay, are ready, sorry, I'm going to... 
No. See, Chuck's derailed us already. You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> talking about you need a gift. It's like, come on, man, we're getting to be old. This is where you start to give things away and reflect on, you know, the good times, like being with each other. That's a gift enough, right? right. It is for yeah. me. I, right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I want material things, but that's me. <laughs> Uh, that's I, okay. Let's, I, let's hear from Kevin. I am definitely in that that boat, John. I am at the point where I'm just looking to give things away and, and keep the things that really mean something, but give give away the things that I've just kind of collected over the years that I don't need to have that attachment to. I, I'm gift enough as being here this evening with both of you. Uh, if I could get, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I need cash. <laughs> Straight cash money. To me. I need cash. So, without further ado. <laughs> I'll go, ahead and, I'll go ahead and play the voicemail from Mr. Longman here. Kevin! <laughs> Star Joes, I'm very disappointed in you guys. I mean, what the hell? A contest is only for America. You have so many international visitors. Visitors. Listeners. <laughs> you're just segregating us. You're keeping us out of the loop, guys. You're, you're very disappointed. I'm very disappointed, Mr. Drost. Drost. Drost? 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 What the hell kind of name is that anyway? It sounds like an infection you pick up in the South Pacific or something. I can't shake your head right now. I got the Drost, and I've been scratching it. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's not as bad as Longman, though. You're not a Longman! Well, I guess I kind of set their expectations kind of high, though, when I got a boom chicka bow wow playing on a ghetto blaster. Uh, I guess it kind of kills the mood, I guess. Anyway. You guys are going to segregate us. I got some bones to pick up. You guys just aren't drunk enough on that show. You guys need to have a few more drinks. But instead of doing beer, so many shows do beer. IPAs and all that kind of crap. You guys don't need to do beer. You know what you guys should be doing? Shots of scotch or bourbon. I would love to hear Robert's version of a hammered torpedo on scotch. That would be podcasting history, man. Anyway... Two more things. I'm going to ask my question, and my question is this. For all of you guys, who would your dream team be for a project? So this includes Robert. Uh, so who would you want to see draw and write, and what title would be a dream team for you guys to pick? Uh, I don't have one myself offhand, but you guys are way more knowledgeable about stuff like that. And Robert, is there any title that you would just love to get your hands on? I'm kind of inter- kind of curious to see that or any writer you would be really wanting to work with. Other thing is, even though this is only an American contest, which I'm still very, very disappointed in you, Mr. Drost, I am going to offer up two more prizes for Ryan to give away for everybody. And so some of you might be familiar with the G.I. Joe Marvel covers poster that I created, and I sent Ryan a copy. Well, I'm going to have send Ryan uh, the Joe poster and my Marvel Transformers cover poster, and he can do draws for one person that can each get one of those posters. Um. Yeah, I figured I kind of throw my throw something into the bo- into the pot for everybody to have some have something as well. So, 
Okay, so the voicemail cut him off there. I, I was going to say, I'm surprised. It seemed like it went longer than other voicemails did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. If if I, if I may respond to Kevin, first of all, first of all, shame on you, Ryan. We are international. We should have went international with this. That that being said, I'm not paying for postage. <laughs> That's so, what I was going to say. So, are you going to take care of the postage? Cost? No, no, no. I'm not paying for postage. So fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> Number two. I like scotch. Oh, I, I will drink too. shots of scotch. Uh, if we get some like twelve or eighteen year old Macallans, I am down. Glenn Livich, I, I will drink it. All we got to do is get it. Me and Ryan will get in the studio. Right. We'll get hammered on scotch, and I will not get a DUI. <laughs> well, I was thinking if if we ever have the opportunity, I, I'm not opposed to what you're talking about there. I'm totally for that. But I'm thinking if there's ever opportunity where John is in town here again. Tomorrow we need, <laughs> we need to do that. Like get the, get us together and do yeah. some scotch and record an episode. It would be. Epic. I am I am down uh, for that. So I am not a scotch man. I will drink bourbon. Okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So yes, yeah. yes, I love Maker's Mark. I will drink long, but, both. Yeah, I'm a liquor. Yeah, no, I'm a liquor drinker, so it doesn't matter. I'll take bourbon. That's good. <laughs> I, I yeah. felt like. I felt like Kevin sobered up the longer that call yes. went. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Because <laughs> I cut shame on you, when Kevin. When shame he first on started, you. I thought he was with Chewy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, like, he does like an old school, like, "Hey, we're going to go strip joint." That's where I was hoping right. the call would go. Now, before we before uh, we address his other questions, talk about a little bit more. He does yeah. actually call us back. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and I'm going to play that for you right now. Your answer machine lady is very rude. I am not impressed. I would fire her ass if I were you guys. My God, I've never been treated so rudely in my life. I need a drink. Anyway, yes. <laughs> I forgot. So you guys, who's your favorite dream? Who's your dream team you'd love to see working on a title and what title is it? And Ryan, yeah, I'll send you a G.I. Joe Marvel's cover poster and I'll send you the Transformers Marvel's cover poster and you can add that to your prize pool i hope whoever gets the posters enjoys them and uh take care guys john star wars isn't all bad man it's all good i'm just giving you a hard time all right guys take care and we will talk to you soon and listen to you even sooner all right bye so if you ever questioned as to whether he was drunk enough, he did say Marvels instead of Marvel. <laughs> all right. First of all, let's fire that answering machine lady. She's so fired. Thank you. We had no idea she was dropping the ball like right. that. She's right. gone. History. Thank you. Oh, uh, that was yeah. He sent. So I, I will, I will reveal something at this point, which is if you want to hear even more from Kevin. <laughs> There'll be some out. Here's his phone number. No, Here be... <laughs> <laughs> there will be some outtake voicemails that he left at the end of the episode <laughs> because he was definitely drinking and he definitely screwed up a few times <laughs> before getting even out what I played just now. <laughs> um, and he, he told me, he's like, hey, scrap a couple of those messages. Like, no, these are comedy gold. <laughs> There's no scrapping anything. <laughs> So, yeah, totally down for bourbon, scotch, whatever. Like we, that needs to happen. Uh, so I'm totally down with that. Um, 
so Dream Team, uh, I know I did not send you guys this question in advance, uh, but do you guys have thoughts of who, what writer, what artist you would love to have on a title and what title that would be? It does not have to be Star Joe yeah. related, but it can be. Yeah, I, I want Mark Wade. Okay. Mark um, Wade on a G.I. Joe or Masters of the Universe. He could do either one. Okay. Do you have an artist in mind you'd want drawing it? Uh, yeah, Yvonne Reese. Okay, yeah. Ooh, that would be great. That would be great. Uh, John, any thoughts for that one? You know, it's funny because he, uh, I know he's a fan because I've talked to him quite a bit about it. I'd love to see Tom King do a G.I. Joe book. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. As far as, you know, dream artist, I mean, somebody that hasn't worked on Joe, I would love to see Chris Somney okay. on a Joe book. Okay. Uh, but, you know, that's, no, it's a, it's a fun question. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I yeah. I, definitely Tom King on a Joe book, just because I know he enjoys and appreciates the property. Absolutely. That very much. that and his background would lend itself to it very well. Yeah, that wouldn't hurt either. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd read that. I'd read that. Yeah, for sure. For me, um, I, I thought about this one. Uh, I would say uh, Bendis uh, writing and Doc Shane or drawing a Justice Society book. Ooh. Because uh, I think Bendis... I think Bendis does well with the team books. I like the talking heads that he does. I think that lends itself very well to a Justice Society. And Doc Shaner, I feel like, just can can capture that that uh, that era style of art and everything else. So uh, I I would love kill to it. see that. Yeah, he'd kill it. Yeah. So, I thought he wanted a, a Star Joe's book. No, he just said Dream Team. No, he just said any Dream Team. Ah. Yeah. Star Joe's, I would go. Um, I would take Jeff Johns uh, and and uh, uh, Jason Fabok on a, a Star Wars title, just Star Wars, the main Star Wars. Wow. Title. Hmm. Okay. Because I love Fabok's definitely an artist I've come to really like a lot right now, and he he's super detailed, and it would just be beautiful. And then Jeff Johns is one of my all time favorite writers, so uh, I would love to see what he could do with Star Wars. So. So, all right, you guys ready for some more questions then? Yeah, sure. All right. Let's bring them on. So uh, this one comes from Jake Witherspoon. He says, what would you do? We're getting into some heavy questions right away. (laughs) He says, what would you do to change the toy industry to save it for the future? Well, so, so I, you know, I, I, for full disclosure, Chuck, uh, Chuck got the questions too. Yeah, we Ryan was kind enough to send the questions out a little bit in advance, so we were able to think about it a bit. You know, unfortunately, I think the the toy industry is suffering because kids aren't playing with toys like they did. Right. And you know, I look at you know my kids had Joes and Star Wars figures, and, and they play with my adventure people from the seventies because that's what Dad was into. Yeah. But, you know, I, they had friends that they never had action figures and toys like that. You know, they did things on the phone and what have you. So I don't know if it's can you save the toy. I almost feel like we're saving it for ourselves and not necessarily for kids. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's a difference in perspective. You know, kids still play with Lego. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've got that. And kids still play with Playmobil. And they play with those things, you know. The, the, and it, obviously the properties are always changing. What is it? Like the fire pups or whatever yeah. i don't know travis is going to kill me because i know his, i know <laughs> his son had a party with a pound you know whatever the paw patrol you know paw patrol yeah, things yeah. are always changing right but yeah. 
you know, again, it's it, things are different. Cost is entirely different, and I know they say it's because plastic's more expensive. But if I gave one of my kids ten dollars and they can barely buy a figure, yeah, how how are they supposed to enjoy it? Right? How are they supposed? To, you know, it's so I don't mean to be fatalistic or brutal or ugly about it. I just think I think society has changed. Technology has dramatically changed since we were kids yeah and 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 it's just a different thing so i don't know if it's so much saving them as adjusting to what kids want to do now yeah but i think it does suck that you can't they can't go into a store and get a figure for less than ten dollars or twelve dollars or those marvel figures are like 20 yeah and that's bananas i mean you can't you just can't have an entire crew of Avengers if it's going to be $100. Most people aren't going to spend that kind of money. You're going to get one yeah. or two, maybe. No, so. I, and I would agree with that. I mean, it, I remember as a kid, if you could scrounge up and save up, you know, 10 bucks, you could walk in, walk out of a store with like three to four three. figures. You yeah. could get three or four figures, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you actually could pick like a couple bad guys, a couple good guys, and you already had an adventure on your hands just, just with that. So Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chuck, what about you? I know your kids are a bit younger, so I don't know how much into toys. Like, what do they gravitate towards? What you know? What do you think? Where do you think things need to go to maybe maybe save? Like to John's point, maybe you can't save it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're um, ten and eleven right now, and they really don't play with toys. Maybe the Legos every now and again, but they're on their phones, they're on their laptops. It's all electronics now. Uh, they're video games. I mean. That's the thing. Now, maybe if you have a video game corresponding yeah. with a toy line, maybe that's it. I know a lot of, uh, like Carla's, my fiance, her nieces and nephews are big into like surprise things and like blind bags and like the LOLs and stuff like that. And yeah. maybe if you have like a, you know, a Star Wars surprise, like, but it's blind bag, you don't know who you're going to get. It's, it's not going to appeal to collectors. It's going to appeal to kids. Yeah. And that's the market that you want to appeal to to try to save the toy industry but to john's point i don't think you can yeah i i don't know kids aren't playing with toys they're they're playing with electronic devices and video games and phone apps and stuff like that yeah. a lot of kids aren't going in buying toys it's you get a lot of toy sales they're, they're preschool toys or legos or the you know it's it's us coming in and buying 20 dollar action figures right no, no kid's gonna be able to buy that yeah I don't know if you can. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can either. I do think, uh, and this kind of relates to the, the next question we have also, but I do think that if you're going to be able to save it, I think you need to evolve. Uh, we've seen this posted recently with some other people talking about different topics and everything else, but you need to be able to evolve with the times. You can't be stuck in, well, this is what sold before. Yeah, It's a different environment. I think you do need to incorporate technology somehow, maybe instead you know maybe there's uh almost like a social media app or something like that 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 is connected to the toy so this way uh, yeah. you can attack somebody from across the country like with your action figure or something like that by sending blasts cool. that way or something i don't well, know well i mean star wars has done social media with uh their toys and you know they've done things like that where you can like uh take pictures and with the toys or they have the sounds okay. with the chips and stuff like that yeah I mean, to their point, they're doing it, but they're still not selling. Yeah, and I was saying there there has to be a diff there has to be almost a different approach or just evolving yeah. it somehow. So this way, I think one of the things too, although it is tough with where the prices are, I think there needs to be something that engages kids into the collectability side of stuff. Because once you get that bug of wanting to collect something, it's hard to let go at any age. 
Um, yeah. So, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, like it was for us when we were kids, not to cut you no, off, but you had, you were indoctrined into yeah. it. You, your cartoons were there. Right. You had, you know, clothing yep. lines, <clears throat> breakfast cereals. There, It was all over. It was in your face all the time. Yeah. You know, you turn on the TV and there's, you know, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, or there's, you know, uh, Transformers, and you eat Transformer breakfast cereal, and you have a Transformer lunchbox, and you have a Transformers t-shirt that you wear to school, and Transformer notebooks, and, you know, folders to keep your schoolwork in, Yeah, and you got Transformer toys, and there's Transformer comic books, you just gotta, you gotta blanket it and throw it in their face. Well, and tied into that, going back to something I remember Bill Ratner talking about, uh, when we had him on for episode 100, he was talking about how we would have that cartoon and that was it. And then you had to mm-hmm. make your own adventures until the next day or the next week even. So all you had was the toys and everything else. Where nowadays you have that instant gratification of the kids do at least, and we do too, where it's like if I want to see something G.I. Joe or I want to see something Transformers or I want to see something Star Wars – Boom! You can access. It's out there. Yeah, I go to YouTube and find that. Again, I think that's a big part of it. And you know, too, we we talk about the prices, and and I think back. Dollar General did those Joes. What what has been now seven, eight years ago? Yeah, that were five bucks or six bucks. And yet, you know, so if you want to get little kids into it, you can't try to sell them a twenty dollar figure. Sell even if it's five dollars or six dollars, and it has five points of articulation. Hey, adults, don't shit on the fact it's five points of articulation. A kid doesn't care. Arms go up and down, head moves, fly. You know, I'm a superhero. I fly. We lose sight, and so I think that you know, I I have to say this because it's bugged me for months. Yeah. Everybody acts like it's this horrible thing that Toys R Us went out of business. Toys R Us went out of business because the economics weren't there. Right. And guess what? Adults going were not going and buying stuff. I'm sorry. The last time I went into one, it was so unkempt and dirty, and there was nothing there I was interested in. I wasn't going to go back. And yet people are crying over it, and I'm sorry. It's business. Yeah. And if they had stuff that was worth having, and I get they could not compete with Amazon and Target and Walmart because they just didn't have the volume. But, you know, people crying over this thing, it's a little silly to me. It was like, well, where are we going to get toys? Well, I don't know. Go on eBay. Go somewhere else because you weren't – You, many of the people that are grousing about it or crying about it were not spending the money. We're not going there anyways. Because if they were, yeah. Toys R Us were, would not have gone out of business. Right. No, I I'm sorry. It, it would. You know? I agree. Anyway, yeah, I have to say like, that. No, I, like you said. I've it, been watching it for months, and it just yeah. drives me bananas. that see, you know, oh, God, it's gone. Well, guess what? Children's Palace has been gone for years. Yeah. I, you know, and when I was a kid, that's where I went. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was my KB, toy store too. KB went out Children's of business. Palace. Mine was, yeah, uh, KB mine was, business and, you know. Yeah, mine was Lionel Kitty City, and that was gone way before yeah. all those other ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I grew up in Louisville. There was a place called Thornberries. Yeah. And Thornberries was like an old school toy store, and it, it was no more for bikes. They had a chimp riding a bike outside. Somebody actually stole it. was like a robotic chimp, mechanical chimp that oh, wow. was on the top of the building, and somebody stole it. It was hilarious. Was years ago, but anyway, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. But you know, I like I said, I, I it's a great question, but I think I think to I think you said it, Ryan. It's more about the adaptability, yeah. saving saving as opposed to adaptability, which I think they're trying to do. And yeah. you know, I saw Tamagotchis came back. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there is going like, to be something excited about that yeah. kind of stuff. There is going to be something at some point because there always is. Something's going to catch fire and it's going to take off. It's just what is that going to be and what is it going to look like. 
because um, kids still need something. It doesn't have to be a toy necessarily, but they're they're going to need something. And so um, it'll be interesting to see over the years what that something ends up being. Uh, so um, next question, kind of similar, uh, also from Jake, was what changes need to be made in the comic book industry to grow a lasting readership? Price. Price. Yeah. <laughs> Price. Yeah. I've said it multiple times on this show. If I give a kid 10 bucks and they get two comics, it's nothing. Right. And, I, and I'm going to be grumpy old man. Yeah, I got comics. I paid 50 cents, 60 cents, whatever it was. It doesn't have to be on whatever paper. Or it doesn't have to do whatever else. You know, Ollie's Bargain Barn had those $5 DC books. Right. You know, and now if I can hand a kid, if I can get a kid to read a black and white comic. Right. And they'll, they'll get hooked. Well, that stuff's great. The fact. But it's. You know, it, that and the reading, you know, reading has changed too. Yeah. So you've got to put it on some kind of format where they're, where can you get them? Yes. And not to mention that, guess what? I looked, and I know there's going to be a question later about comics. Everybody knows I'm not reading anything now. Yeah. But if I go to the shop right now and I go look at the Marvel section and I look, everything's got a T on it. Yeah. So if I don't even know if I can let an eight year old, my, my nephew I mentioned earlier, who, you know, two years ago, I got him an original commission. Like, I got all my friends to draw. It was amazing. Got a big 11 by 17 with all these different Marvel and DC characters on it. And then one year, I got him a piece from uh, from Brian Shear of Optimus Prime. Now it's baseball. But you know what? He's not reading comics because his dad didn't read comics. But they don't even know if they went to the store. They wouldn't know what to buy because there's nothing apparently that's all ages. Right. That's well, yeah. And I will like, I will give you an example of something that I saw recently that and I've read the first couple issues of these and I thought it was fantastic because it reminded me of what comics were like when I was growing up where to your point John you could read pick up anything and read it and an adult could read it and enjoy it a kid could read it and enjoy it and you didn't have to worry about what was in there. Um, recently IDW and Marvel teamed up and done like uh, a Marvel action issues. And mm-hmm. they did a Spider-Man one and an Avengers one, and there's going to be a Black Panther one coming out. I read the Spider-Man one, and I was blown away. I absolutely love it. The art was great in it. The story was a lot of fun. It's definitely not dark and you know and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, if you're someone that likes that, you're not going to get that there. But it was a really good story, and it was really well done. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I would, it was a book, a comic I could, would easily turn to like a five-year-old and say, hey, here, read this. You'll enjoy it. But to your point, yes, the price is not conducive to that at the same time. It's like, you know, you're going to turn to a five-year-old and say, hey, spend five bucks getting this comic. No, you're not going to do that. So, yeah, um, I I think the good news is, though, just in in the bigger picture of the industry. mm -hmm. And, you know, we have friends that obviously are doing more, especially when it comes to graphic novels. And I'm going to point to Greg Shegel and Picks, which is, you know, not a monthly book. It's a, you know, a two volume series, hopefully a third one sometime down the road. But, you know, I, uh, my, my niece, so my eight year old nephew, I have an eight year old niece. Mm-hmm. She is super into graphic novels. And so she reads like rain and tangle is <laughs> huge, you know, in that world. Yeah. And, and she's reading those things, smile. And uh, some of the other ones, I have not read them, but I get really excited at least that she is interested in comics from a art, you know, drawing form, right? Like sequential art. It's just not a monthly book. It is a, it's a trade that might, you know, or a, or a graphic novel that would inc- you know encapsulate six issues if it was coming out as a monthly that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think the opportunity is still there. I think it's flexing to what that is. Yeah. But 
again, yeah. if you can't, if you just, if you, if you can't get cost perspective and again, make something that kids can read, because let's face it, most of the things that are published are written, are being published for us in our age range, in our perspective. Yeah. You're not going to engage those kids. No. You're going to get them. The Spider-Man movie just came out. Yeah. My kids have both seen it twice. And Ryan, you and I talked about this. Yeah. My kids are both teenagers. They loved it. Yeah. And, and my 18 year old said, it's the best comic book movie he's seen. Yeah. What does that say that kids got that? So what? Well, shit, how come I can't get a kid to read a Miles Morales comic? Right. Yeah. Well, what is Marvel going to do to try to parlay that into something bigger? And to talk about your the cost factor there, I know because I've talked with Robert about costs when it comes to comics uh, with what I want to do, and uh, finding out information from that standpoint was interesting because I totally can can back up the fact that a digital comic should not cost the same as a paper comic. Yes, no. Right. Digital digital comics should cost a dollar. Or yeah, or dollar fifty somewhere in that range. Yeah, it should not. I mean, I know you have to pay the artist and you have to pay the the writer and stuff like that. But it, I'd say at the most two bucks. But you should also be getting more bang for your buck. One of the things I think that could help, and it kind of goes back to what I was talking about with toys, is it needs to evolve. It needs to change. It we need to get out yeah. of thinking of it that it needs to fit in an eight and a half by eleven size frame. It does not need to be that anymore. You can do different sizes. You can do digital. You can do, uh, and you can get really inventive with digital. Like if you want to go digital and, and adapt technology and everything else, one of the things I thought of, and I remember Marvel kind of doing this but didn't do it effectively, was have it be interactive. You're reading the comic. Allow the person, whether it's an adult or a kid, to click on stuff in the panel, and that opens up other things. Like, like you see. Uh, Alfred in the background, click on Alfred and maybe it opens up a little paragraph, like a little pop-up video thing where it talks about who Alfred is. So this way the kid can learn who Alfred is. Or maybe it opens up a video and the creators talk about what they were going for in that scene. Uh, Having things like that where it's more interactive, where it's not just a flat comic story, you can still read it that way, but there's more to it if you want to have more to it. I think that that could be a whole different direction for it. I remember the little golden books that we had and you yeah. had the records with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe there's something like that where the story could be told to you yeah. when you're young and not able to read. Through your so apps. So that gets you kind of, yeah, yeah, through the app on the on the iPad. Yeah. And you listen to it and you see the, uh, the pictures as it tells you the story yeah. to get them younger. But like you said, if you don't change and adapt, you're, you're just going to die. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. But I, I was thinking about this. Is the question I was thinking about because uh, you sent them earlier. Yeah, you know, pretty much all day. How are you going to change the comic book industry to make it last? And you, you've got to change. You got to be willing to change. And like you said, it, it's not just going to be a straight comic book issue. Number one, uh, if you wanted to keep it that way, stop shipping more than one comic a month per title. <laughs> yeah. yeah, amen. Yeah. I don't. I, I guess Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't need it coming out. You know, twice a month or four times a month. Right. Just ship it once a month. Right. I'm fine with it. That's not a big deal. Or if you want to, hey, you want to ship it four times a month, make it one story and put like, you know, ten pages or seven pages in the book for a discounted price. Yeah. So by the time the month's over, I have a twenty-five or thirty-five page book. Yeah. Maybe it's a big book, you know. But then I, over the course of a month. I pay the $4 for it, yeah. but I get a little piece every week. Yeah. I mean, if it's coming out a little bit at a time, it's less noticeable on the wallet, even though you're making the same amount. Yeah. 
I'll, I mean, I'll I give you know. a great example too of something that's still in the in the print format, but it, it was a different direction, and they and I I think it's really good because I've been enjoying them. Is look at the Walmart comics they put out. They're a hundred pages. They're five bucks. And yes, you're getting a lot of reprints, but there's also a news story in there too that you follow month to month. So I don't care that I'm getting a bunch of reprints because maybe I'll read those again too if if I ever read them before. Some of these I've never read before, and I'm reading those now also. And I'm doing all, I'm getting four stories in a hundred page print printed book for five dollars. Yeah. And there's a new story in there. It's not all reprints. It, there is a new story in there. Um, so tell me, yeah, how, but even like, tell me even how that digital, works. Right. And even like I said, even digital comics. Yeah. I mean, you should be, you should be a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a paper comic and you want something textile to hold on to, put more ads in comics. I know. Yeah. That's your sponsor right there. Right. If you get more ads in them, no one wants to see them, but we had ads for all kinds of stuff that growing up in comic books. There and was we like, we reminisce about those ads all the time. Yeah. That's right. Like, Hostess fruit pies and right. stuff like that, or you know, hey, send away and get some sea monkeys. You know, right. <laughs> so. there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can put anything in. The, you know, you would sell a comic book now. Video games. Put an ad for video games in there. Yeah, we used to have them. T- we used to have those too. I know on the back of the thing, right? the, the Atari and stuff yeah. like that, ColecoVision. Yeah, they did it to us back in the '80s. I mean, we, you know, yeah. it's just I don't know. Maybe people don't want ads in their comic books now, but it's a way to get. You know, extra money for advertising, and that pays for some of the price of the book. I mean, they do it. Marvel and DC both do it. They they yeah. draw the line at two ninety nine or something like that. Then, like you know, like six months later, hey, we're blowing it back up to three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Right. Well, and like I said, that's the part that bothers me the most is when I see these Walmart ones that are a hundred pages, uh, and they're five bucks. And like I said, I understand that most of it's reprints. I get that, but some of it isn't, and it's a it's a five dollar. 100 pages, but then I get 20 pages for $4. I don't get Yeah, but Walmart <laughs> might have some kind of deal with the comic book, you know, company DC or something like that who's doing that. Good. Where Walmart's those type footing, of deals. Well, where Walmart's footing the bill for some of that cost right. to have it exclusively in their store. And that's what I'm saying. I make mean, more, do you, do you want comic like books that. to be exclusive? Sure. Where you have to go to one store to track it down and it's not readily available everywhere? If it's cheaper. What if you don't have a Walmart close by you? I and mean, we take it for granted, but I mean, there's people in rural areas who closest Walmart might be 20 miles away, but they have a Target, you know, five minutes away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the thing is though, too, you can still make it available digitally for them. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different avenues. Again, to your point, you could do, and they have done this before, and I think it's been successful before. They've done the digital comics where it's 10 pages for a dollar. Yeah. I mean, do stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, it's just more ideas to throw out there of like to kind of see like what what could be done. So, yeah, hell, conventions or even like special, even like specials on the, like the beginning of the month or end of the month. You know, you you make like ten titles of like Marvel or ten DC. You make them free. Yeah, free for download. You get them hooked like drugs. Right. You hook them, and the first <laughs> one's free. Yeah. And then then you need to pay for the shit. Right. And well, and. We know that comics are popular to a degree yeah. because conventions are on the rise. I mean, the conventions are getting bigger and bigger. So people love these characters. Yeah. There's got to be a way to draw them into actually reading the comics, too. Well, I mean, are, are conventions on the rise because of comic books and artists or are conventions on the rise because now 
Wizard is taking over with all the celebrity guests kind of thing. No one's going to the Wizard ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, none of our inner circle friends well are, taken. It, but it, maybe they are. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to see artists necessarily. They're going to no. see Doctor Who or. Oh, I totally agree. Probably, you know, no, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm not saying they're going for that reason. But what I'm saying is they they are going because they love these characters. Uh, whether yes. regardless of how they found out about the characters, whether it's movies or or TV shows or anything like that, they love these characters. And they're coming to conventions, and then that's where they're finding the artists, they're finding the creators. Can they're, we convert them? Yes. Yeah, can, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Can we convert them into reading somehow? Yeah. Maybe. So. All right. Good question. Good yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, so next question, also from uh, Jake, he said, uh, artist deathmatch, Robert versus Shannon, which artist's art has done more to promote G.I. Joe and why? He says, I love both of you, but there can only be one. <laughs> so the, the question's flawed from the beginning. Right. Because, and, and all know. due respect, Jake, right. that neither one of them have promoted G.I. Joe. Shannon is the most, he's the longest running penciler in G.I. Joe history. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's, a, yeah. that's, not a, that's not an opinion, that's fact. Mm-hmm. Robert Atkins has sold more prints of G.I. Joe than Shannon because he sells prints. Mm-hmm. Ron Rudat has done more to promote G.I. Joe than either one of those guys. Sure. Because yeah. he did part art. So, you know, I, I just, I, you know, deathmatch, whatever. They're both <laughs> tremendous talents, yeah. both amazing dudes. They're both on this show. I think it's, it's, it, it's apples and oranges. And oh, by the way, there have been issues where one did the pencils in the interior and one did the cover. Yeah. So, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Choose your own adventure here. Whatever. Yeah. I just, I, I read this and I was like, yeah, from promotion, I, I just think that's a really free, because IDW's fucked us all. <laughs> you know, they, they I, I, I agree. You know, I IDW agree. has not, has not done anything to promote what we're doing. And, and you're talking to a guy that has a, you know, I have published covers from both of them. I know what, you know, I've got interiors from both of them. They're both insanely talented. Now, again, what, how do you, when we say promote, well, go look at the numbers in terms of what they sold. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I, I don't know which one sold more, which one sold more books. I'm going to guess it was Shannon because it's more volume. Sure. More volume. And, yeah. and he also drew the Dawn, some Dawn Moreno issues. So he's got female snake eyes in his bag. Right. Too. Yeah. Annie did. Annie did six million dollar man book. Annie yeah. did the Rise of Cobra book, and yeah. Annie, right. Annie, Annie, and on and on and on and on. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, I'm, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this question because it just. Sorry, Jake. I love you, but this annoyed the shit out of me because I just don't. <laughs> think it's, it's not framed well. You know, it, who's <laughs> old man John's out? Yes. <laughs> Get off my lawn. This is the, the 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 thing is this is the typical question like. Uh, who wins in a fight, Ryan or Chuck? It's like they're just trying yeah. to pit us okay. against each other. If you're going right. to go into a fight, it's Shannon because he's got crocodile. Well, yeah, he's, well, yeah. He's, yeah. He's a, <laughs> Shannon's going to kill all of us. Let's face it. <laughs> right. Yes. And we can put but, Shearer in the mix because he's he's actually competed. Right. For right. Yeah. I mean, I to his point, I, I get what you're saying, John. <laughs> I I truly do. Especially the part about IDW, like totally dropping the ball with the franchise. They should just give it up and let it sit for a while and someone else take it. I'd love to see Marvel get it back again. I I really would. Sure. But I'll play along with the question. In my opinion, I believe Shannon has just because you said longevity and he's doing the, a real American hero title, which is the title that kind of started GI Joe. 
as comic books. It was a real American hero. Yeah. While Robert did the you know the new IW uh, reboot of GI Joe. Yeah. I, I just for that reason alone, I would give it to Shannon. Yeah. Um, I was kind of torn with the question also because I took it with uh, with the specific promoting in mind. Um, I would say with Shannon, he's it's undisputed that he's done the most amount of work for Joe. Uh, it's like you said, John. It's a fact. If you're taking it based purely on prom- promoting, like the work that they did, how does it help promote Joe? I have to give it to Robert only because whenever someone's posting a picture of a certain character. They're using Robert's art typically, and I know that's because he does the prints and everything else. Um, but I've also seen Robert at a lot uh, more of the actual Joe conventions and everything else. And I'm not saying that Shannon hasn't been at them, and and maybe he should have been invited to more of them. Uh, but I do see Robert at more of those conventions. So I think, like as a artist, he a Joe artist, he goes to a lot more things that are Joe related. And to me, that's promotion of the property. Uh, but if you're looking at the amount of work that was done for Joe, um, it's Shannon. If you're just talking about the quality of work that helps promote Joe, I can't decide between the both of them because I love both their arts, and that's not because they're on the show. It Honestly, it's because I love the artwork of both of them. They both have their own style, and they both do amazing stuff for Joe. So I, I, think, you're, I think to your point, it's a very fair point to say in terms of promotion, absolutely Robert has done more in the community is that Joe promotion or self promotion? We could argue that as the evening sure, is long. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, agreed. And, agreed. You know, uh, you know, uh, we we could, you know, we're not going to get into that topic here. No, because we all know what the, <laughs> you know, we all know what it takes to get to convention. You know, we know what it's like for us. Right. We also know what it's like for them to yeah. take time off to, you know, be working on commissions, do that kind of thing. Um, you know, again, I, Jake, again, I love you, but I just, I just kind of the promotion piece. I would still say Ron Rudat rules over all of oh, them sure. and uh, the oh, other guys. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, again, IDW's not helped themselves at all either. And, and why don't we just leave it at that? Yeah. I will yeah. say on a, a happy note, I will be having on in February on the show uh, Dan Klingensmith, uh, who has done the 3.75 Joe books through Kickstarter. And he has a lot of information uh, from Ron Rudat. Uh, that's what he puts into his books and everything else. So it's going to be a very interesting interview to have him on. Uh, he actually reached out to me and asked if he could come on and, and promote because he's about to do his, vo- his volume six of that book. And I have all five volumes li- up to this point. They're awesome. Nice. Uh, but it's a lot of detailed information from Ron Rudat as far as what he was going for and stuff like that. So it'll be really cool to hear from Dan directly on, like, hey, where'd, how'd you get this information? Did you actually talk a lot with Ron? You know, where's all this coming from? Why, you know, and get his background and everything else, too. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. So, uh, this next one's from, and I apologize if I'm butchering some of these people's names, but uh, this one's from Cord Robado. He says, what are your expectations, hopes, and guesses for the next final movie of the Ray Trilogy, which is also Star Wars Episode Nine? Easy for me, none, because I'm not going to see it. <laughs> don't, John's don't giving care. up. John's and, giving and up. To, no, and to, and to Kevin Longman's call earlier, point earlier, there is some good stuff because I'll read the comics as the day is long. Right. Don't give a shit. Do not give a shit. Chuck wow. her up. Wow. How do you follow that? <laughs> you could not be more wrong if you tried. No. <laughs> That's fine. No, no. Listen, these sons of bitches call in and shit on me all the time for not liking seven and eight. So fuck all of them. I don't care. 
I, it's just bullshit. I, it was I think, bullshit. I think I think you blow that up a little bit bigger than they actually make it out to be. <laughs> well, it sort of felt like it. Of course, that one time is because I couldn't hear anything, and you and you and Robert are laughing your ass off at me, and I can't really understand what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, you know, I don't care. Yeah. They lost me in the movies. Yeah. I'll read the yeah. comics. Poe Dameron's awesome. Darth Vader was awesome. Yeah. Star Wars ongoing is awesome. So yes, I will. I will read the comics and you guys can tell me how it was cool all right no problem i i did enjoy force awakens not so much last jedi looking forward to the next one Mm -hmm. uh now what i've read and been scouring the internet and stuff like that and i hope comes to fruition just as you know it's a fan theory out there where ray is the uh daughter of han solo and uh the girl he was with in the solo movie Karai? Yeah. That's that's their child. And that's why she has force abilities because the mom was like some kind of like a I guess apprentice to Darth Maul yeah. at the end of the movie, you know, big shocker there, you know, yeah. spoiler alert. But that's where she has some force abilities and Han Solo was her father, but she doesn't know it and they left there. They left her there on Jakku. So, I mean, it, it explains a lot how Han Solo, you know, was really nice to her and, you know, like a father figure in Force Awakens. And she kind of like looked to him as a father and stuff like it's It's, it's really a cool, it's, it's a cool theory, but the timeline does not work at all for that because she is, she's too young to have had him father Karai we and go through the whole rebellion. And then now she's but we don't we don't know her age though and the timeline well, I mean she's, it, it she's not she's not older than twenty some years old and, I don't know it would I think it would work I don't think at all I I, I I like the theory but I don't think it would work at all unless Han cheated on Leia at some point <laughs> well this is no this is before I know he met Leia it doesn't work that way timeline wise it does not work she would have to be she'd have would. to be like forty years thirty forty years old. She, she I don't that, know. She ain't that old in the movies. Um, so I don't have any expectations. Uh, I've enjoyed all the Star Wars movies. Uh, yes, with given time, there's elements of The Last Jedi that I'm not as strong as I was when it first came out. I still really enjoy the movie. There's still a lot in it that I love. I still don't understand some of the hate for it. Um, really? Some people have. Yeah, I don't understand the hate. I understand not liking right. it. I don't understand the hate for it. Um, so, uh, the, I'm hopeful for it. I'm looking forward to it. I don't have any guesses. I haven't been read out there reading like what might be happening or anything like that. I don't get into a lot of that. Um, I do like, I'm looking forward to the first trailer coming out and I'll be super excited when that happens. Uh, but, uh, I do, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say that there's going to be some, if you want to say corrections to Ray's past. Uh, as far as her being a nobody, even though I liked the fact that she could she could be a nobody, um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I'm interested. Like I said, I've enjoyed, enjoyed all the movies up to this point, so I don't see why I won't enjoy this one. Uh, but then again, I didn't really enjoy the prequels when they first came out, so I do enjoy them a bit more now. But I still think that those are bottom of the barrel for me when it comes to versus these newer movies. So, um, all right. Moving along, uh, we have from our buddy Sam. He says, how <laughs> how would you feel about Michael Bay doing a G.I. Joe movie? Three words. Fuck that guy. 
I'd love it. No, you no, would not. Thank you. Yes, I would. Oh my he god. He tried. You know he, what? He gave he, us we got a flavor for it and whatever the fuck up uh Transformers movie where they fuck up Chicago. <laughs> you we could have had G.I. Joe in that where the army guys are running with them and all that bullshit. You know what? You know, that's as close Michael Bay. No, if Michael Bay is directing a GI Joe movie, that means there's a GI Joe movie coming out. (laughs) That's a good point. Well, (laughs) hey, we're supposedly getting a Snake Eyes movie for crying out loud, and like, how does that work? We're still supposed to speak. We're going to make a fucking movie about the guy who didn't talk. Twenty years, they're talking about making a Masters of the Universe movie again, and, and it doesn't happen until I see it. It's not there. Well, I think the Snake Eyes movie is happening. Uh... Yeah, they, I mean, they, they could write a script, you can get people on it, yeah. but until until they start selling tickets, I don't until know. Until it's in the theater, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, no, I agree, I, I agree but I think that that is on the rate, uh, that is something that's in the works. But I agree, until it's actually in the theater, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I do agree with you, if Michael Bay was making it, at least we know it was going to be made. But yeah, Speaking of Michael Bay... Doesn't mean I want to see it. <laughs> Ryan, you're the guy that's reading more than the rest of yes. us, I think. Yeah. Did did uh, did Robert's book about the dog ever come out from that Red publisher? Dog? Yeah, yeah, it came out. Okay, they did change artists. I don't know if it was because I, I never asked Robert if it was because they just took him off. If that was always planned that way, uh, Robert did the first two issues and then somebody else finished it. Um, I okay. I don't know. If, again, I don't know if that was planned that way or if it like if he went to them saying I can only do the first couple issues or if it was like stuff came up and he's like, hey, guys, I can't finish this, and somebody else took it over. I have no idea, so I didn't ask him, but they did, have, they they did ever, do that. Did they ever publish anything else from that public? I mean, you know, I remember, you know, the as as we understood, or as certainly as I understood yeah. it, the intent was there was to publish comics to determine if that might be a viable movie. I'll have to property. look. I don't recall seeing... I just seeing, wonder how that yeah, ever worked I out. I don't recall seeing other titles come out under that banner. The, the publisher is still out there. Like, I've still seen it pop up, but I don't know if I've seen any titles under that publisher anymore. Um, so it could have been a failed experiment too. So well, I, I, I think, I think you're never going to get a decent Joe movie because they're not going to make it a real American hero. Yeah. It will not play outside of the U S and, you know, for the, and as I've said, and I, and I, if our British brethren are listening, I'm sorry. The fact there are more British GI Joe podcasts right now than there are Americans bugs the ever living shit out of me. Yeah. And you know, but no, I do not want Michael Bay yeah, doing no, a GI Joe movie. Yeah, I just I don't want Michael no. Bay doing a GI Joe movie. No. And yeah, I want him to leave. I'm good with it. I want him to leave my childhood alone. I was so thrilled to see Bumblebee. Bumblebee was so fantastic, and it's because Michael Bay did not touch it. <laughs> so um, I like things that blow up. I'm good with it. Yeah, it was so horrible. Those those past Transformers movies were so horrible. Um, all right, who- I enjoyed them. Who are your five all-time favorite, or if you want to rank them, top five favorite comic book artists? This one bugged me because Sam is a longtime listener, and we did a whole episode about who our favorite yeah, comic book artists. we did. We did. <laughs> so do you guys want to just rattle your five off? Uh, I assume you have five. So, You know, I'm, I was trying to remember. Uh, well, I, I, um, Dave Stevens was number one, uh, Dodoy, but uh, I would say... Stevens, Simonson, Chaikin, um, God, who else did I have? I can't remember now. I mean, you just throw I'd say Somni now. Yeah, Chris Somni is up there now. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
Uh, Garcia yeah, Lopez. Oh, and Michael Golden. Michael Golden. Oh, okay. yeah, Michael Golden. Golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, but Stevens is still my number one. Uh, there's just no way around that. And yeah, I think that uh, that's close to my original list. But cool. I, I would throw Somni in there too. Cool. Uh, Neil Adams. How about for you, Chuck? What are your five? Yeah, I, 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 there's a lot. So I mean, just a couple of names like yeah. like like John said. I, Michael Golden's great. Did a lot of the Joe stuff. Um, Neil Adams. Yeah. Love Neil Adams. Um, God, there's so... Uh, Garcia Lopez. Yeah. It's great. Um, I I just... Uh, I, I didn't go off of who I thought I had on my old list, even though I'm sure it's a lot of the same names. It might even be the exact same names, but I had, like, George, yeah. Lo- George Perez. Uh, Perez, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Lee. Uh, Darwin Cook. Alex Ross, uh, like you mentioned, Jose, Jose Garcia Lopez. Um, I mentioned earlier Jason Fabach I'm a big fan of, Scotty Young, Chris Bocciolo. Uh, those are all big names for me. So, Yeah. I want to see Scotty Young do a, like a, a Joe book. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like kid, a kid Joe book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could, do, I could get behind that. Sure. He did the little. Yeah, and it, turned, little yeah, it turns out that he does like a he does like a, a trade or you know a, a, a I don't know a, a mini series of eight issues or ten issues or something, and it turns out the whole thing was a little kid's like Same playing on the floor stuff. with his action figures. He would do a better job with that than uh, what's his nuts uh, did. Cioli, <laughs> Cioli, uh, yeah. Oh fuck that. <laughs> No, I'm not gonna say Jesus. I'm not gonna say fuck that guy, but because I I will he, fuck no that guy. no because he's he's I don't want to I don't want to no. go after the artist yeah. I don't Whatever. like John back me up I don't no I not don't a fan I don't I'm not, not a fan fuck oh, no, that guy but, I don't, no. but I'm not a, Bay is less than that. Right. I, I'm not gonna personally attack the creator, but I I will say I do not want anything to do with his art whatsoever. No, <laughs> no, it hurts my eye. Right. It's offensive to my senses. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you attack the artist. <laughs> no, I don't want to wish him any bodily That's harm, what I'm but saying. I just don't want him I don't want him ever drawing anything ever again. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are your top five favorite chain restaurants that are not fast food? So you gave a bunch of examples, but you guys have some favorites? Oh, my word. Yeah, I yes. thought about this. First of all, Sam, if you're not listening, you need to listen to Doughboy's <laughs> podcast because that's the greatest podcast other than this one out there. It's my all-time favorite now. And all they do is review chain restaurants. Nice. But uh, I would say P.F. Chang's. Okay. And um, That's good. God, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, because I don't know. Is Chipotle? I, I feel like I'm uh, lucky. I'm lucky. With, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, I would say Chipotle because that's not necessarily fast food. Yeah, I wondered food. about that one because I was like, it's not really. Fast I think if food. it comes in a wrapper, it's fast. They, food. they call it yeah. quick serve. That's a yeah. QSR, quick serve yeah. restaurant. So yeah. we're we're gonna say it because I agree with you. Okay. Chipotle, Chipotle, yeah, for sure, good. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also had uh, I had my uh, wedding reception at this place, and I love their food. <laughs> if you get a good group of people going, go to Buca de Beppo. Uh, love yeah, love Buca, it. yeah, Italian. I like yeah. that. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll put that on there. Nice. Go yeah, there that's good. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, hell yeah. Where's the Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Love Longhorns. I like Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, anything like that. Longhorns, Outback Steakhouse, yeah. anything. A steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. Uh, I love macaroni grill. That's I do not. Yeah, really? No, I don't. Wow. 
Okay. I do like Red Robin, though. Oh, yeah. I had that on my list. Yes. Yeah. They got the best burgers. Yeah, so. those are good. All right. Uh, who is your favorite character from each of the following? So we'll start off with Star Wars. Boba Fett. Okay. Chuck? Just one? Yeah, just your favorite from, from that franchise. Yeah, your favorite. Your favorite. Oh. Your top, top character. Darth Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. Okay. For me, it's Yoda. No surprise there. Uh, Masters of the Universe. Jesus. I'm going to say Man at Arms because I don't know. Okay. I, I watched like five cartoons. I like Man at Arms. He's got a cool design. I would say Skeletor. Okay. For me, it's Man at Arms. Uh, G.I. Joe. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> I, think, I think people probably could answer these for us at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go uh, low light. You liar. <laughs> <laughs> Robo Joe. <laughs> it's Duke. It's Duke. Yeah. I was going to say, if anyone has listened to the show any length of time, they can answer the Joe one, especially for all three of us. Yeah. So, John, you want to go ahead and say yours? <laughs> it's Breaker. Right. And me, it's Flint. So. I was going to guess Quinn. <laughs> He's up there. He's up He's there. He's pretty damn awesome. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. up there. Um, Transformers. Soundwave. Soundwave? I would say favorite, favorite is probably Megatron. Okay. Me, it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> Going back to those classic battles between Chuck and I. <laughs> yeah. Close second, though, is Ironhide. I love Ironhide. Oh, yeah, you do love Ironhide, yeah. Close, He's awesome. Close second for me is Soundwave, so. Um, Thundercats. Panthro. Yep. The Thunder Tank. <laughs> I, I would say I would say Mumra. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not like Thunder Tank. I, I like Thunder Tank. Yeah, let's go with Thunder yeah, Tank. Go with Thunder I'll Tank. Go it's the Thunder Tank's awesome, Fuck it. man. Uh, and I would say Panthro uh, also. It's like it's like that question's like who's your favorite fucking tiger shark? Who cares? <laughs> I, I like Mako. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite? What's your favorite M&M flavor? They all taste the same, dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the blue ones. Well, yeah, I think the it's what color, not necessarily what flavor. Uh, the because there is peanut yeah. butter and almond and the blue ones, rice oh, whatever. And yeah. the now they got Those peanut out. butter ones suck. Oh no, Pe- the peanut butter ones? Yeah, I don't like them. Oh, I like them. No, oh, I've yet to have a bad M and M. So, mm. um, I really, I mean, obviously, I, at first I thought you said the peanut ones, and I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> no, that's my favorite ones, the ones with yeah. peanuts in them. Yeah, those are good. Um, so, uh. Joe Nickrand uh, sent in, I've been going to Star Wars celebrations and local comic cons for over a decade. This is the year I want to start getting sketches done. While I'm, while I'm there, uh, what, kind of <laughs> what kind of sketchbook do you recommend, size and paperweight? All right. First of all, when, he, when I read this question, I thought, I thought he was fucking bragging. <laughs> like I've been to you know Transformer, I've been to like Star Wars convention for like ten years in a row. You know, you fuck you guys, you guys suck. But I thought he was fucking bragging. I was like, dude, seriously, I, I'd love to go. Like, hook me up, right? Or, or room or something. I don't even know you, right? Well, first of all, he needs to make sure he hooks up with um Grub Grub. Yeah, yeah. celebration. They got those guys got to connect. Yeah, I know where they're. A lot of people, but first of all, we need to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so Joe, you know, look, you gotta, you gotta decide what you're willing to spend. You know, if you do a small sketchbook and just do headshots, it's going to be a lot cheaper. 
if you do like a, a nine by twelve or oversize like a you know eleven by or not eleven by fourteen something like that, you can go bigger. You may want to go the route of getting paper and and don't whatever you do. And we talked about this on an episode before. Don't get a recycled sketchbook. Right. Get some decent. You know, uh, if you go to a local craft store and get you know if you're just going to get an eight and a half by eleven or nine by twelve sketchbook, they're you know ten fifteen bucks. That paper's fine. Yep. You know, most artists are going to be able to draw on it. No big deal. Mm-hmm. So, the issue you run into is, is shuffling the book. And as somebody that, you know, we all have sketchbooks, we know how it is because you kind of have to shuffle between multiple people. Right. I know at one point, and I think Chris Campbell did this, and, you know, one way to go is maybe get a pad of paper, you know, with, you know, Canson bond stuff is good, you know, something decent weight, and then get a, a Toya folder binder but then take the individual pieces of paper around and get those done and then put them all in the binder as a book. Yeah. That's that way you can get more things going. So it's, you know, it's, it's one or the other, you know, I'm going to continue my book cause that's what I, I mean, I've been doing it now almost, gosh, it's been almost 10 years. I've been doing the book. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of what I did. If I did, if I started another one, I might go that route of yeah. same paper and putting it in a binder, but uh, just don't, don't get, don't cheap out. Don't buy yeah. the shitty, recycled book and you know get something decent but unless you you know uh, unless you just bought really crummy paper most people are going to be able to work on it but i think you got to decide what do i want because yeah. you could get a four by six or something like that i mean i see people that carry little books and they're neat yeah and, and you know but they might just have headshots so they get less detailed stuff you know what is it you want what do you feel like is going to be cool that you want to pull off the shelf and look at yeah and, and again what is your budget if you, you know, we, I think we all know, and we saw it at Baltimore, we see it every year, prices keep going up. Yep. You know, I'm already looking at this year going, okay, what is it going to be now? Because it just keeps going up and up and up. Right. So it, maybe if you start, start, maybe start with the eight and a half by 11 book, and you can always start cheap and build up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like start with 10 or 15 or $20 sketches, and you can slide up from there. Whereas if you get this the little tiny book, I don't know, but you know, like JP's got an amazing master's book right now. That's little, you know, it's small comparatively. Yeah. And cars will cut you a deal if you have a book that is not a, you know. Well, I, size I even like what Brian Lang did. It's, it's a tough challenge. I like what Brian Lang did too. He has the little, uh, like baseball he card. Sketch- he has the little baseball yeah. card size pieces of paper that they draw head sketches on, and then he puts them into like actual slip yeah. things that would hold a baseball card. Uh, so right. he has, and he's do, he's collecting Joe characters that way. He's actually doing them in the order of how they were released and everything, which is really cool. Um, I actually do have one of my sketchbooks here right in front of me. So the brand that I got, and it's one of those eight and a half by eleven sketchbooks, got nice binding. John, you've seen the sketchbooks I have. You can speak, certainly speak to the quality of being very good on them. Uh, but it's Premier Brand by Nicole. Uh, I got it at a uh, hobby store, a craft store. Um, we have a craft store called Pat Catan's here, but it's also like a Michael's or something like that. If you have something like that, but any type of craft store is going to have them in an art section. Uh, and I think it cost me maybe, I think, I, well, Chuck, I think you found them at a discount at one point for like five bucks or six bucks. Yeah, um, they were on, they were on the special but, clearance but or something like that sale. Typically they're around 10 to 12 bucks. So they're not, yeah. they're not very expensive or anything like that, but it's good quality paper. It's a good binding. Uh, mm-hmm. And you get a lot of pages in there, so. Yeah. I agree with everything you guys said. Okay. Cool. 
All right, uh, from Jim Irving. Uh, just found your podcast listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, it must have been when I did the Bumblebee review. Uh, and he says, my question to you guys is, to, is, do you think we will ever see a live-action Galaxy Rangers or Thundercats movie? Doubtful. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't think that franchises are big enough to support a movie. I don't think I would want to see a live-action Thundercats movie, but an animated one I think would be cool. Um, especially with what they've been doing with a lot of animated stuff lately. Galaxy Rangers, I would love to see. I don't see it ever happening, but uh, I think it's a cool property that is very understated. So, um, All right, uh, Bryn, I believe it was Bryn Anderson. It was a little tough to hear in the voicemail, but he did leave us a voicemail with his question, so let me go ahead and play that for you guys. Hello, Star Joes. Bryn Anderson here. My question is, what is your favorite non-Star Joe's comic book title that is currently being published? Thanks. Bye. So I might be the only one that can truly answer this one, but I think Chuck might be able to answer some of it. I don't know. Um, what is your current, uh, what is your favorite non-Star Joe's comic book title that is currently being published? Spider-Man. Okay. And, uh, John, I know you're not reading anything I do not have an answer for this question. So I will throw out a few things that I'm reading that I really enjoy from DC. Uh, I'm loving the Heroes in Crisis uh, uh, event that's going on right now. I'm I'm really enjoying Detective Comics and Justice League Dark, I think, is a fantastic title. Uh, From Marvel, I'm really enjoying Amazing Spider-Man and Avengers. Both those titles have been uh, very strong. And then from an indie standpoint, two titles I really enjoy are Oblivion, Song, and Realm. Uh, both are kind of a have a post-apocalyptic type vibe going to them, but Realm is more of like post-apocalyptic with a fantasy element to it of like dragons and magic and everything else, and Oblivion Song deals more with like giant monsters and everything else. So, uh, From Anthony uh, Halcio is, uh, in years past, I used to ask the show who would win in a fictional fight. He says, go back to single and double-digit numbered episodes to find them. My question is, who'd win in a fight of laser-powered swords, uh, Luke Skywalker or Thundar the Barbarian? This is my favorite question of the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Go for it. I love it. No, no, no. So, okay. Strictly on laser-powered swords. Right. No force abilities, no nothing else. Right. If they didn't have, if it was just two men with two laser swords... Thunder the Barbarian is going to kick the shit out of Luke Skywalker every fucking time. Little little farm boy with nothing. Uh, again, that's that's no nothing else. And I got a sword. That schmuck just got the thing. He didn't know how to use it. Thunder <laughs> is going to kick his ass. Chuck. Well, yeah, if you throw it like that. Yes, I agree. But I'm thinking Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi. Right. Full Jedi force. Well, see, abilities. that's the problem here. Luke we, Skywalker he wins. Says, Who'd win in a fight of laser-powered swords? Right. I, I'm throwing out that they got it. You know, if it said who'd win in a fight, 
with nothing, you know, if I can consider all their stuff, you know, Star Wars is going to force choke the son of a bitch and be over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) But I read just Laser Swords, which just made me laugh like a son of a bitch when I read this thing. (laughs) It's my favorite question of the whole night. So I'm going Thundar. Right. Yeah, just swords. I mean, just a physical specimen. He's a barbarian, yeah. He's a barbarian, yeah. Yeah. He'll win, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I both sides. Yeah, if if you're taking Jedi Knight Luke, so you're saying that nothing is taken away from these characters. Yeah, Jedi Knight Luke's going to kick the crap out of him because he can flip and do everything Force that or, he needs to or do. Or better yet, he'll be a he'll be a mirage and he'll right. slice the shit out of a mirage and he'll be dropped dead somewhere else a hundred you know hundred exactly. miles away. Exactly. 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 Um, but yeah, if it's just you take the Force out of it, if Thundar found some way to take them to a planet that had the East Lemiri where there you could you know it negated the force uh then yeah thunder's going to win all day long so uh Brian Lang uh said in a di- I love this was my favorite question uh, of this all is a good one too yeah. this is a very good one yeah I love this question in addition to Sergeant Slaughter and the fridge what real life 80s icon would you have liked to see in the on the Joe joining the Joe team his answer. I, his answer was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've got a good one for this one. I do think too. about it. John Rambo. Nice. Now well, the, you remember, in Rocky was supposed to be right. Yeah. The trainer, and then they pulled. I think right. the licensing issues. Now let me and ask you this: I, 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 Are you going that. Rambo? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Are Rambo. you going John, the true John Rambo, or are you going Sylvester Stallone, John Rambo? <laughs> yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. yeah Rambo. <laughs> Okay. I like, like Rambo First Blood Part 3. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. How about you, John? All right. So I have thought about this long and hard. And you know how uh, the uh, the Joe run that Van Linney had hashtagged? Yes. Mm-hmm. I want Max Headroom in G.I. Joe. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Get out. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, so I, he's, he's our communications person. <laughs> it's like it's like the Cobra Televiper Max Headroom. So I, oh, even better. I like that. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. So uh, I thought long and hard about this also, and also did some research on my answer. Uh, and if I was going strictly with a true true person, not a fictional character, uh, I would pick Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, choice. But if I was to go with the fictional version of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I would pick Dutch from Predator. And, Good choice. And I would have him with the codename of Onyx, and I'll tell you why. Is because I, when I did some research on Dutch, he appeared one other time in the expanded universe of Predator, and it was in a book called Predator uh, South China Sea. It came out in 2008 and he, he had the codename of Onyx. He was not actually revealed to be Dutch, but the author of it said, yes, that actually was Dutch. Uh, but he had the codename of Onyx because of the brand of cigar that he smoked. So I would make him the Joe character Onyx, but his real name would be Dutch. And what was this in, in 2008? 2008. It was a, it was a book called Predator South China Sea. Wow. Okay. They were doing, uh, I guess the character in that was doing some research on the Predator, and he found this uh, cloak and dagger type character named Onyx uh, that smoked cigars, and uh, they, ne- they of course, describe him, and it sounded like Dutch, and they, in an interview, the author actually said, yes, that was actually Dutch. So, and this was a book that came out? Yes. 
Awesome. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I do That's too. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Very cool. I actually want to hunt the book down now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So. I had no idea there were like predator fiction out there. That's cool. Yeah. All right, from uh, Scott Romansky, uh, what are your thoughts on third-party Transformers, ones not done by Hasbro but are the same characters and just called something different? He says, I was listening to the latest episode with Wish Books and was following along with the 84 book. The Transforming Watches were made by Takara, which were ha- uh, where Hasbro got most of the Transformers. He thought that was pretty neat. Uh, what, do you, what are your guys' thoughts on third-party Transformers? I love them. I'm not into Transformers at all. But I know Chris Campbell, I think he's got quite a few, or he did at least back in the day when we go to CampbellCon. Yeah. I think he had some third-party stuff. They're super cool, and they're, they seem to be well put together, and I think they're not cheap. But, yeah, man, if they're gonna, whoever's cranking out the stuff, if it's cool, why not? Yeah. Yeah, again, I, I, I don't like think it. I'm losing licensing money, but I love – I mean, I just love the idea, and those those little transforming watches, I just freaking love those. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoever, now let's let's go for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm all about it. That's fine with me. Yep, totally fine with me. I love them. I think they look really cool. A lot of times, those ones look more like the characters I know than the yeah. ones out out by Hasbro. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, from uh, Chip Elder, uh, what do you feel is the best short-lived '80s toy property? So one that did not last and didn't have you know the success that some of the ones we often talk about. Uh, GoBots. Okay. Now, seriously, it's a transforming robot. It came out before Transformers. Yeah. Uh, it had like I don't know, six months or two months or something before Transformers okay. came out. Yeah. And when Transformers came out, it got pushed to the wayside, and you know, ended up in the Kmart Transformers. People called them. Yeah. I just didn't know if but, it was considered yeah, I, short-lived. That was the only thing. I was because GoBots, I felt like lasted quite a while, but. Um, not really. The cartoon didn't last very long, so I can understand no. that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I just there's so much more to explore with that, and so much more to do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would say GoBots. Yeah. How about you, John? Okay, so I thought about this, and I don't know because I was out of them by the, uh, I was out of the toys by the time they came out. How long did Mask run as a line? Like two years? Two years, yeah. It was very short-lived. Okay, Mask. Okay. Friggin' love the concept, and if I was two or three years younger, I might be as much about Mask as what I am about G.I. Joe. Okay. Friggin' love them. I think they're great. For I went based solely on, how the again, how the question was worded with what do you feel was the best of the short-lived toy properties, not necessarily what my favorite one was. Um, I would say best one, to, in my eyes, would have been Visionaries. It was very short-lived. I think it had a lot of potential, uh, but uh, I thought it was a cool concept with the, the holograms and everything else, but uh, it didn't, just didn't last. It had a cartoon and everything, but it just did not last. Uh, Matt Anderson said uh, he sent us a bunch of top fives, uh, and again, we don't have to get, go into great detail with these, just kind of give some answers, but he said uh, top five Star Joes-related TV series, animated or live action. He says, I know it's almost exclusively animated shows, but he said, didn't want to leave off the very, very small chance someone would want to put the awful Ninja Turtles next mutation in there. <laughs> so, um, do you guys have like your five favorites that have been done over the years uh, that were Star Joes-related TV series, whether animated or live yeah. action. I got a, I got a new TV series um, that's still going on. Okay. 
the Goldbergs. <laughs> oh, nice answer. Yeah, I like that. I love that yeah, show. I thought about that. That's that's a good answer. Yeah, I love that show. That show. I didn't awesome. think about it that way. I, I I was thinking Real American Hero. Yeah. Resolute. Um, uh, yeah. If we're going strictly, you know, the, the, the new, that, uh, Resolute. Yeah. Yeah. Clone Wars. Yes. The new Cartoon Network version of Thundercats. Yeah. And um, what was the other one? Yeah, not Thundercats know. Roar, the other one, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no the, the one that was on Tar Cartoon Network yeah, that yeah. was freaking bananas good. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe, like, I was blown away. My kids were really little when it was on, and I remember thinking, this shit's yeah. great. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. I don't know what my fifth one would be. Maybe, I liked Renegades a lot, but I don't know if I'd put it in top five. I don't know. Yeah, I like but, Renegades. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, see, Ninja Turtles, not so much. The... The the serious Ninja Turtles. Well, that was a movie. The one that came out like an '08 or something, like yeah, 10, yeah, 12 yeah. years ago. That was good. That was good. Oh. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, I don't know if this is the one you're referring to, but the TMNT Forever one. Uh, that mm-hmm. that was the one where they had the different dimensions of the turtles all coming together. Yeah, that was good. I, I love that. that. Uh, that was not that, that was good, but that's not the one I was thinking yeah. of. There was another. Move. I thought it was a yeah, maybe maybe one of series, but I like the go. Oh, like, I know Goldberg's, what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like the uh, Mike Young production, Masters Universe. I have that on my list, yep. Yeah, that's not Shocking, there. I have a Masters Universe on my list. So, But yeah, that was done really I would, well. I would throw that on my list. I would throw Resolute on my list. Yep. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. I kind of put those as the same thing because it does continue a lot of the stories there. Uh, Transformers, yeah. the, the G1 Transformers, uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero, G.I. Joe Resolute, and I had the Mike Young Masters of the Universe. Uh, and then nice. I put as honorable mention the TMNT Forever because it was more of a movie and not really a series, but but it was awesome. But it was awesome, yeah. Yeah. All right, top five Star Joe's related comic series, and it looks like he uh, the way he put, gave some examples. It does not need to be current Star Joe's comic series. It could be any Star Joe's related comic series that have been made over the years. So, what are your top five? That's oh, number uh, one. G.I. Joe Cobra is number one for me. Yeah. A real American hero. Put them all, yeah, real American hero. A Cobra, real American hero. I really like the Marvel Transformers run that I've read. I really like the old Mirage Ninja Turtles, but I also really enjoyed at least the early IDW Ninja Turtles stuff that I read as well, but I don't know when that fits in. Like, I don't, I don't know how all that works. I, but let's just say Ninja Turtles, Mirage and IDW. And then, um, and, and then this, uh, particularly Poe Dameron, some of this current Star Wars stuff, I just really, really enjoyed a lot. Yeah, yeah the new Star Wars stuff, I would agree with that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, the Darth Vader I series is fantastic. But all these Darth Vader was great. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. See, the Darth Vader stuff's all been good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had the the Co- uh, GI Joe Cobra. I also had uh, GI Joe the Devil's Due Run. Uh, yes. Or, uh, yes. And. Uh, TMNT, the IDW run, is fantastic. I'm actually getting caught up on it now, and I, I still love every single issue of that that's come out. So, I even like the Masters of the Universe stuff that Popmon did. Yes, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, love that. Um, most of the Dark Horse Star Wars stuff was really good, too. Um, so, uh, top five comic book-based TV series, live action, whether it's Marvel, DC, Image, etc., you guys have uh, comic book based TV shows. I think number one for me would be the Punisher Netflix series. He's, I agree. 
I absolutely agree. He was, that, he was number two that for was me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. And, and I, I really enjoyed Punish or uh, Daredevil season two. Daredevil's number one for I've me. I've not watched three. Daredevil. I just haven't gotten around to it, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that season two with Electra was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daredevil was number was one for me, and Punisher was number two. So uh, both are. Yeah, I was trying. I, I was. I want to throw something out. You know, like for you know, for in, in honor of Shannon, I'd say like Shazam or nice. Wonder Woman. Nice. We got to say Wonder Woman '76. I mean, yeah, that's got to oh, be on my Batman Adam yeah. West '76. Batman '66. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that'll uh, never be. Well, that'll I mean, never I, ever be on my list. Understood. <laughs> not everybody hey, can see, appreciate. Hey, Ryan, it. here's the difference between you, me, and you, and some of the other people out there. I'm not going to get mad at you about the fact <laughs> you like Batman '66. You can I get mad. It's just fine. That you don't. You it's can cool. get. You can get it's mad cool. at me if you want. It's not going to change no, my opinion man, on it. It's, no, it's <laughs> hey, each their own. I, I, yeah, I love more, it. And, and more Batman. Chuck and I have that bond. That's right. We have that. We have that connection. But right. Yeah, we, I, uh, was there an image live action series? I, I, I don't think was so. Spawn, was there a Spawn live? I know there was an animated. There was one, a but, movie. Yeah. yeah, there was an animated movie, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that well, this yeah, TV shows. He did say live action, so yeah, so you couldn't count the animated one. I mean, I I enjoyed Gotham. It's still yeah, yeah I enjoy Gotham. Yeah, I, Gotham I enjoy the Flash. Fucked, uh, I love the Flash. Gotham is crazy. The Flash. Like, yeah. yeah. And I actually really like the Supergirl uh, TV series. I actually like uh, all. I actually like all the CW DC ones. I think they're all done I really didn't. well. Yeah, I no. did. So I didn't. I love Arrow. But I got no. Yeah, Arrow's awesome. Yeah, Arrow. I like the other one. Uh, what was the other one? Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of. I didn't like that. See, one. I like Legends, and that is an acquired I never taste watched one. That one. Yeah, that mm. is an acquired taste one. Have you? Have either of you guys seen the Black Lightning one? No. That's really good. No. That's actually done really well, and I I didn't uh, I didn't care for Supergirl either. I, I watched the first season, but I was like, eh, why am I doing this to myself? I will tell you something that is comic book related that I absolutely love and is live action and is not Marvel or DC. Uh, the Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix that is dark and oh, twisted. Wow. Yeah, that never never seen it. See, so yeah, I guess if we're gonna say if it's not if it doesn't have to be, I would also say the original tick series oh yeah the one the one on amazon's pretty yeah. good but that old school one with patrick warburton is friggin phenomenal yeah yeah that was hilarious great show. Yeah. show is funny as hell all right top five comic book based animated tv series so these aren't star joes but these are just everything else right just everything batman Raven the bold is number one for me okay yeah that's good yeah and super yeah. friends yeah. super friends is nice. up there nice yeah. So my five were Batman animated series was number one. I don't think that shocks anyone. Uh, Justice League Unlimited, Young Justice, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and X Men from the '90s. And then I had as honorable mention Spider Man from the '90s. So. Spider Man from the '90s was really good. Yeah. Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. I'd say yeah. I'd go yeah. Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that too. No, I, yeah, that's I, uh, <laughs> that's hard to rewatch now. <laughs> it is. That's yeah, why it didn't make the list because I loved it as a kid, but yeah, it is not easy. And that's why Super Friends didn't make my list either. I love Super Friends, but it is hard to watch now. <laughs> it's hard to watch. Yes, I'll give you so, that. Both so of them. So speaking speaking of hard to watch, so this uh, back in uh, December, I went to see Mr. Gallant. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we were we were hanging out and we were watching the old Spider Woman cartoons. You want to talk about difficult to watch? Yeah. Oh word. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. You want to talk about, you know, plot holes you could drive semis through. <laughs> wow. Nice, yeah. 
stuff. But uh, good times. Good nice. times. Yeah. But as a kid, it made sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Top five comic book movies. This was tough. Uh, there's too many Marvel good ones. Yeah. So I would say all of mine are Marvel movies now. No, not all of mine. Three, three of the five for me are. I want to hear yours, Ryan, because I need. To is it like? Right. Is it like eighty nine Batman? Because that's no. great. No, that is great. But uh, I actually have my number one is Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, what? Yeah. You didn't love that movie? Something no, like. I did. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Uh, number three, Batman: The Dark Knight, the second of the Nolan movies with the Joker no. and everything. Uh, number f- uh, four for me is Wonder Woman, and no. number five for me is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. No, you haven't even seen that one. No, I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Aquaman was good. I did not see Aquaman yet, so I need to see. I, it was a really fun movie. I liked it. But I don't think it's going to make it into my top five. So the only DC movie I would put in would be 89 Batman. I can understand that. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. That was great a great movie. That's a great movie. The first Avengers movie. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Winter, Winter Soldier. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's the beauty of this. And it was funny because I just watched Infinity War on New Year's Eve again. Yeah. On Netflix. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah. Um, they're all so incredibly different. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really hard for me to say. Okay, but you know, I still, I, I would say, for me, Winter Soldier is probably number one. I can see that. I also love First Avenger. I, I just yeah. love that period stuff. Oh, yeah. And the Rocketeer is on my list. Nice. I mean, because it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but yeah, Aven- the original Avengers is great. Uh, Batman '89 is. I mean, that was that was my yeah. thing. I mean, that was my thing. But I also I also love Christopher Reeve Superman. I mean, you know, yeah, I was gonna say Superman two for me especially yeah. is huge for me. So yeah, so, so it's, it's it's a tough question, yeah. and but it's also it's nice that we're having a conversation where we can talk about all these things. And I have to say too, thanks to Netflix, I finally saw Punisher Warzone. Yeah. Holy shit, that movie's crazy. that is awesome. <laughs> I love that movie. Phenomenal, like phenomenal yeah. nuts. Holy shit, like I I was like I never saw this, and then. I watched it. I was like, this yeah. is tremendous. Chuck, Chuck let me borrow it because I had never seen it. He goes, oh, here, yeah. I need to watch this. Oh, unless we forget Ghost Rider for Come, come oh, On. no. Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, no. Fuck you, too. I was thinking even the John Travolta <laughs> and the Thomas Jane Punisher was awesome. I love the Thomas Jane it was Punisher. It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I like Thomas Jane as the Punisher. That short they made with him where he beat all the dudes up with a jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was awesome. And but Chuck, Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance is friggin' amazing. And Chuck, I, I, will, any, I will say... Are you being, you're being serious <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, he is. I'm he totally is. serious. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's horrible. Yeah. It's crazy. It's great. And Chuck, I will say, you let me borrow the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. I will not say it's a great Punisher movie, but I still love it as an action movie. Even yeah, even now. Oh yeah, it's typical '80s action. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's like necessarily a good Punisher movie, but it's a good action movie. No, so. yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, and then his last question was finally just a fun Joe uh, Joe one. Name the best and worst multimedia, whether it's comic, TV, or movie version in your opinion, of your favorite Joe character. He said, for example, my favorite Joe character is Duke, and my favorite nice. version is the Devil's Due series Duke, and my least favorite is easily the Channing Tatum version from the movies. 
He says, even the DIC and Sigma 6 versions are better than that. <laughs> uh, Channing Tatum was rough in that first movie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the second one, he, he got better. He did, but then he died. He was dead in no time. But then he died. He was better, but he died. (laughs) But he died. Um, I would say Duke, too, but I would say the best Duke would be, uh, like, Duke, when he was first introduced in the comic books and, like, issued, like, 22 23, where him and Roadblock are introduced in the same issue, and he's, like, they're shooting down a Rattler at a funeral. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the badass guy you want right there. Nice. How about John? For you, yours like, is a bit tough. Also, yeah. One well, other no, thing, one you, no, actually, it's not because Breaker in the GI Joe Rise of Cobra movie is bullshit. Oh, he's there you go. He's, he he's like French or I don't That's know. Right. Something. I forgot. He, not, I forgot he was not even in it. And he's got some goofy like Google Glass bullshit going on. So fuck that guy. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And then and then you got a raw version. You know, beard and not born bubbles, but you know, yeah, he's got kind of a Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, he's got like quite kind of a Southern thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not as hard as I thought it would be because I thought back I was like, oh yeah, he's in another bullshit thing. I, yeah. I honestly yeah. forgot that he was even in the movie. <laughs> so, no, no, he was. That's there. how. Trust me, I try to forget a lot of that. But that's how bad it the, was. <laughs> he's the international flavor. Yeah, yeah, I forgot all about but, that. Also, uh, Duke was in the uh, the Devil Does Do stuff, but the Reloaded stuff. Yeah. If you've read that miniseries, oh, it's like yeah, fourteen okay. issues. He's like a Cobra agent. Yeah, he is. Yes, I love that part about good Duke. Stuff. He's not the good guy. He's, he's yeah. like the bad guy. I love that. I love that part too. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Yeah. Screw Duke. Yeah, uh, <laughs> whatever. So for me, with being oh, look at me, I'm Flint. Right, Flint is awesome. <laughs> uh, so my worst version of Flint has to be, of course, the GI Joe Retaliation version of Flint. Which is basically he's a non-entity in that movie. <laughs> no, you know what's worse than that is like the devils do stuff where he's like a drunk and he's like all pissed I'll, off because Lady I'll, J died. I'll still take that over. At least that's no, real. That's that's compelling character right, development. Exactly. I love that. I yeah. love that part of Flint. That gives Flint character because he's right. flawed. Right. I like. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, too that's for that not reason. bad. That's good. That's my favorite Flint. <laughs> Although you said it was bad that he did that, yeah. no, that's I my understood. that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah, point. but the thing is, you, I was saying who, who what the worst version was, which was Retaliation. So, um, and then my favorite version, of course, is going to be the Sunbow version because that's the one I grew up with. That's what got me loving the character, and then of course, getting the voice, <laughs> getting yeah. to talk to Bill Ratner since then, it's just made me like that version of him even more. Um, but. Uh, other versions of him that I really liked, uh, I I actually liked the version of him in Renegades because he was he was kind of the bad guy in that one. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I thought that was done well, and he you know he turns around in the end and everything, but it, I thought that was cool. Um, and yeah, of course I love him in A Real American Hero and Devils Do Run and stuff like that. So, but uh, but yeah, Sunbow would be my number one for best version, and Retaliation is my least favorite version of him. So I was so excited when I found out Flint was going to be in that movie, and then what they did with him was just just killed me. <laughs> nice. Uh, Chuck Wolf asked a question we already answered, which is, what is your favorite Joe and Transformer? Um, so do you guys have any other ones that you just wanted to mention as far as other Joe characters, or other Transformers characters that you really like a lot that we just didn't really talk about when we answered this before? Yeah. I mean, I, I like Mainframe a lot. Okay. I didn't know. I, like I did not know that because, about you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I always play. I always played with mainframe. I I just like the computer guy. I guess. Okay. I used to play with that character I a lot. I, I like. Um, 
I like Flash because that was my first Joe. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I like a lot of Joes. Yeah. How about any other Transformers that you didn't mention? I know you mentioned Megatron, but any other ones that Megatron? Yeah, Ironhide. All right, all right. I like I like Shockwave, Hound. Hound's great. Okay. He looks like a GI Joe army jeep. How about you, John? Any other Joes or Transformers of note that you'd want to kind of throw? Uh, you know, nah. Just like nah. Yeah, I, well, you know, again for Transformers for me it's tough because I was out of it by the, you know I just I've always yeah. liked the idea of Soundwave and the tapes yeah yeah and you know that just I think it's cool and, and Starscream with the crown on is always yeah nice yeah. I yeah. will I will throw out uh, also Jazz was a huge favorite of mine always has been I love Hound love Skywarp because those were my two figures that I had so I, I have a special place for those uh, and. Uh, as far as Joe's, uh, I love Flint. I do love Lady J, so the duo of them together is awesome for me. Love Alpine, especially because of the Sunbow cartoon. Um, he's always been a favorite. Love Firefly and Destro. Those are both big characters for me. So, uh, From Mark Howd, what movie, TV show, book, com- and comic are you looking forward to the most in 2019? You don't need an answer for all of those, but... I say I thought we picked one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you can pick whatever. You, throw out anything you're looking forward to in 2019 that's entertainment wise. Uh, the new Star Wars movie and the second part of the Avengers movie. Yep, those are both on my yeah. list. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. is probably uh, um, Endgame. Captain Marvel. I'm kind of curious. Actually, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, not Captain Marvel. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I like, Shazam. Yeah. Captain Marvel should be fine, but I'm also super excited about Shazam because I've always loved that character. Yeah. I like uh, Zachary Levi a lot, so I think there, there's potential. Mm-hmm. But I also, you know, I temper I temper everything with DC. So, but yeah, every time I see that trailer, I get super excited. Like, oh, that that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun movie. So, mm-hmm. um, comic book wise, you guys mentioned movie stuff. Comic book wise. Uh, I'm looking forward to Young Justice, which comes out actually tomorrow of us recording this, and Wonder Twins is going to be a comic series coming out. Uh, I'm looking. <laughs> Whoa! For- really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the Zan and Jaina. Zan and Jaina and Gleek. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's the creative uh, team on that? Uh, I have to look it up. Uh, it wasn't. I think because uh, I think it was a Bendis project, but I don't think Bendis is they, writing this one. They've never had their own book, right? No, no. Uh, that, wow, and, I may actually have to, you'll have to tell me about that. Yeah, I'll have to let you know, because I have really high hopes for it, which scares the hell out of me of having high hopes for it. So, <laughs> um, Let's see, Wonder Twins... Bringing up is right it now. supposed to? Is it a comedy book or is it serious? So, so here's the. I think it's supposed to be serious. So, exiled from their home planet, uh, alien heroes Zan and Jaina must navigate life as teens on Earth at South Metropolis High School, where they're even bigger outsiders than the typical awkward young adults. Under the watchful eye of Superman, the brother and sister pull monitor duty at the Hall of Justice as interns, while also trying to overcome the pitfalls of Zan's brash confidence and uh, Jaina's shy but streetwise persona. If you think you know the Wonder Twins, think again. This book takes the form of the unexpected. So so we went back to earlier. You asked about how to connect kids. You get kids interested in that book, because that sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, it, it sounds does. like it a totally lot does. of potential. And who's the team? Then? So it's written. I've never. I don't recognize the names, okay. but uh, the writer is Mark Russell, and the okay. artist is Stephen Byrne. 
and okay. I'll send you a picture of the cover because the cover artist is the artist that's in the book and the art. I'll look it up. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that sounds it really sounds, interesting. Yeah, sounds fun. And I'm also looking forward to Star Joe's related. I'm looking forward to Transformers relaunching. Yeah, me too. Uh, so I'm hoping that we'll get a Justice Society and Legion of Superheroes uh, books. They've been DC has hinted on that since Rebirth started, and they're dropping some hints in the current Doomsday Clock for both of those titles. So I'm kind of hoping for that. Uh, as far as uh, TV shows, Young Justice coming back as an animated series. They have released a few of the episodes already. I've not watched them yet, but I'm very excited about that because I love that cartoon. And then the Star Wars stuff. I think they're supposed to start the streaming service later this year for yeah, Disney. That's and the Disney the, streaming, yeah. Yeah, and I think they're supposed to start with the... I think it's the Mandalorian. This is going to be the first Star Wars one. I'm not sure if that's in 2019 or 2020. But... Uh, but if it's in 2019, it's something I'm looking forward to. So Yeah, do I have to get an app to watch that? Because I keep hearing, I mean, the, the casting they've done for that sounds tremendous. I just, yeah, just another yeah. thing I have to try to track down, I guess. But yeah, I'm more interested yeah. in that, though, than the, remember we talked, gosh, it's been a while back, we talked about the fact there was a Star Wars, like, romantic drama or something they were going to yeah. get around. Like, The Mandalorian yeah. sounds so much better than that. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Uh, question from JB Sodoma. He gave a couple. Uh, he says, name your most underappreciated toy line of the past 40 years. What was the toy that you thought was all that, but no one else cared one hit, one wit about it? <laughs> okay, first got- of all, we need to congratulate Jeff on getting his law degree, because it sounds like an attorney wrote this question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to say Adventure People. Okay. Nobody gives a shit about adventure people, but the playability, the the number, the, the the length of time that toy line was around, I have a huge spot in my heart for that run, that line. I still do. Yeah, adventure people was the best. Nice. Mine, you, Chuck? Uh, mine would be Dukes of Hazard. Nice. <laughs> they had the Mego figures, the larger oh, ones. Yeah. They had the smaller three and three quarter inch figures. Yeah, the toy line didn't get a lot of love. No, the show I, show was awesome, but yeah, the toy I line had didn't get a almost lot of love. if if it had like the, the generally on it or Bo and Luke's face on it somewhere, I I probably had it. I had yeah. like a plate, a cereal bowl, I had a cup, I had like a folder and a notebook to go to school. I had a T-shirt. I had like the a mini General E cars. I had uh, electric uh, race car set. Slot cars, I had those. I, I anything they they plastered, you know, that logo on. I pretty much had. Nice. Yeah, it, I was all about it. That that show, it, it hit me at the right time, I guess. In my fast cars and and Daisy Duke did something to me. <laughs> she, she made you feel special in a special place exactly yes my first <laughs> my first love was the general Lee, but my second was daisy <laughs> nice nice uh for me i've mentioned it on the show many times before uh but i i do have uh, a love for the property and it was no one else really gave two shits about it or or remembers it but it was star yours i absolutely love star yours i still t- do to this day um and uh, yeah, it's it's very underappreciated toy line, uh, but it was a lot of fun when I was growing up with it. So, 
Uh, last question here. What toy line would you use, uh, uh, would you use, he worded this weird, uh, if placed in stasis for a millennia to teach the future about the late 20th century or launch into space to tell other civilizations about ours? Lego. Okay. That's a good one, yeah. That's a good one. I had two answers for this. If I was going with just uh, a toy line to represent the uh, to represent the late twentieth century, I'd go with GI Joe. Just the diversity, very militaristic at that time. Yeah, eighties definitely were very militaristic. Uh, if I was launching into space to tell other civilizations, I'd send Transformers along with some of the Transformers movies to make them believe that we have giant robots here. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, but I was going to say we could do Masters of the Universe to think we're all big and buff and you can't kick our ass. <laughs> but if you want to keep a, a toy line in stasis, oh, honestly, yeah. I would go with Barbie. Okay. I think it's the longest running toy line. Yeah, could be. That or right. Hot Wheels, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Hot I Wheels is after Barbie. Yeah, it's not stuff that we collect as collectors for the most part, but there's a lot of Barbie collectors out there. I mean, yeah. It's not stuff that we normally think about, but Barbie's been around since, what, the 50s, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. Good one. I would say Barbie. Cool. Like it. And there's not a All time right. when Barbie's not been on the shelf. Like, it's no. always been there. Right. There was times it almost wasn't on the shelf, but it's always yeah, made yeah. it through, so... All right, guys. Well, that's all the questions we had. Um, thank you for sending them in. At any time, please, you guys, feel free to send questions in to us, whether it's by voicemail, by email, by Facebook Messenger, whatever you, whatever method you have, uh, carrier pigeon, uh, whatever. Send it in to us. We're happy. We love being able to answer your guys' questions and, and talk about them. We haven't done that in a long time because we haven't really heard much from people that reaching out to us and saying hey what do you guys think of this or what do you think of that and uh i i love the questions that we got we got a lot of really good ones so um all right so now without further ado it's time to pick the winners of the contest um so give me my prize (laughs) (laughs) so here's how it's gonna work uh and here's here's how it laid out i had all the questions printed off which i had sent to to chuck and to john and I obviously had people's names next to their questions. To avoid me showing any type of bias and by doing anything, I there was 14 questions, and I had a coworker uh, give me numbers at random, 1 through 14, just gave me numbers at random. And I just went right down the line, just wrote those numbers in the order of the people's names on the sheet. Uh, on the sheet. So he didn't know what this was for. He didn't know what order they were I had people in. He didn't know names or anything like that. He just knew to give me numbers. Uh, Because of that, Chuck and John have no idea what number is next to whose name. So I'm going to go back and forth with Chuck and John. They're each going to give me a number 1 through 14, uh, including 1 and 14 if they wish to. uh, And I will announce who the winner is for that particular prize. So we're going to start off with the posters. We do have three posters. And uh, like I said, there'll be a there is a GI Joe one, a Transformers one, and a Masters of the Universe one. The GI Joe one is the all of the covers from the A Real American Hero run that Marvel did. Nice. Uh, the Transformers one is all the covers from the original G, uh, Transformers series that that Marvel did. Uh, 
And then the Masters of the Universe one is all the covers from the mini comics that came with the action figures. I went to Joe. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so what will happen is if you're one of the winners, I will reach out to you for the posters and find out which poster you would like. So that's how that'll work. So, um, all right. So, John, why don't we start with you? Give me a number between our one through fourteen. Any number one through fourteen. Lucky number seven. Okay, number seven is Jake Witherspoon. So he will be the winner of a poster. Congratulations, Jake. Uh, Chuck, any number except number seven? Uh, Fourteen. Okay, that is Sam Murdoch. Oh, Sam. He wants Masters of the Universe. Oh, of course he does. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he wants, yeah. Yeah. All right, John, one through 14 without seven or 14. Number three. Number three. Three. Let me find number three. Number three is Bryn Anderson. So he will also get a poster of his choosing. Nice. So now the next is the trade paperback coming, and this will come from Robert. Uh, so you probably won't get it until he comes back from France. Or we'll let him. Or never. <laughs> no, you'll get it. <laughs> He's just in France. He's in France right now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's yeah. avoiding a- extradition. Oh. <laughs> All right, so he has the Danger Girl G.I. Joe trade paperback. Uh, and uh, this is uh, who was next to give me a number? Chuck. I think it's. Okay. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine is Mark Howd. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> if, wow. you don't, if you don't get it, reach out to me and I'll, I'll ship you a comic. Yeah. Um, he'll get it just again it's going to be a couple months so don't worry about it Um, (laughs) uh, next is going to be for the Green Lantern Lantern Omnibus editions it's volumes 1 and 2 hardcover Omnibus editions Uh, John give me a number unlucky number 13 number 13 is Mr. Brian Lang nice alright and now, definitely a coveted prize is the Skyward Omnibus. Uh, this was from the Kickstarter from the late great uh, Mr. Jeremy Dale. Uh, so, and this will have the Star Joe's name in it because I, I got two of them. One had my name in it. One had Star Joe's name in it. So it's like a little dedication on the inside to Star Joe's. So it's a little little piece of us coming along with the Omnibus of Mr. Ooh, Jeremy Dale. So, nice. Yeah. So, uh, Chuck, give me a number. I choose Chuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, uh, number one. Number one. That goes to uh, Joe Nickerin. Nice. So. Congrats. And then last but not least, we have the uh, Robert Atkins Bazooka Head Sketch. Uh, and, John, give me the winner of this. I think they're the numbers that haven't been given yet. I'm going to go... If we were going to count backwards, I'm going to go to number 10. Number 10 is Matt Anderson. Hey, congratulations, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, nice. He is a longtime supporter of the show. Yes, so he is. Maybe, maybe he'll get it. Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. <laughs> he, he will. Um, so, guys, congratulations. I will say also not only with Roberts, uh, but also with, with the stuff I'm sending out, please be patient because – to ship all the stuff out and order the posters, it is going to be not cheap to do. So I'm going to stagger it out over the course of a few months to, to get everything out, but everything will come out. 
to you guys. Uh, I will contact all of you. You'll probably already be contacted before you even hear this episode yeah. uh, to let you know. But I, uh, like I said, I just asked for you to be patient. I have all the prizes. They will all go out. Um, but, you know, the posters and shipping are not cheap these days. Yeah. Uh, but, maybe but maybe with, by Easter. Right, right. But uh, I will say with some of the help of the of our Patreon members, uh, they're, they're, what they donate is helping towards the shipping costs, which is great. Um, and we do have a new patron uh, member, which is Jason Pravat, uh, or Prevat, it's P-R-E-V-A-T-T-E. Um, he donated just this month in January. Uh, his name popped up like all over the place. I don't know if he heard us on uh, heard me on Pop Culture Leftovers, and that's where he found us, or what happened. But all of a sudden, I just saw his name popping up everywhere, nice. uh, which is awesome. So it's always cool to have a new listener. Thank you very much for becoming a, a patron. And uh, that helps me for being able to take care of some of these costs that I, that we have uh, for doing contests and doing the show and everything else. So uh, I do want to thank all the Patreon members that are out there. Uh, I do need to get back to... Uh, all the sponsorships, uh, those will be in future episodes. I don't have them all written down here. There's a couple of people that have done at the sponsorship level. You'll be hearing your shows being promoted throughout the year of 2019. I thank all of you guys for supporting the show. Uh, we're going into our 10th year, which is awesome. Uh, and nice. there should be a lot of stuff coming out this year. Uh, I'm back on track with doing the episodes. I'm back on track with doing Patreon episodes. In fact, I already recorded one last night for Patreon. So this episode will come out first, then the Patreon episode. I'm going to be getting into a regular habit of putting out the YouTube videos. I already have some recorded, and those will be coming out. I'm going to try to get out one every week, if not one every other week. So, uh, But, yeah, so a lot of Star Joe's goodness is coming out in 2019 to lead up to the 10-year anniversary. So it should be like 10 years strong and growing like Flintstone vitamins. Absolutely. <laughs> This is the stuff I missed, Chuck. This is the stuff I missed having you on. It's, I know. It's this is the line. great ideas I had. Right. The lines <laughs> like that. Well, at, at the logo, you just put at the bottom of Joe's uh, a 10 and, you know, strong and growing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Have your wife work on that, please. I, I'll, get, I'll get her on that, yeah. No so, rush. Uh, no rush. No, no rush at all. So anything else you guys wanted to say or talk about before we call it a night? Nah, I've kind of shot my phone. bolt. A lot of great yeah. questions. A lot of yeah, great thanks. questions. Thanks great for thing. the participation for everyone. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. Awesome stuff. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, John, how can they find you and the stuff, fun stuff you're doing? You can find me at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Uh, getting ready to actually release our 50th episode there. Nice. So it's been a, a, a crazy, crazy year. We've talked about it here. I appreciate everybody that has helped out and some of you i still owe you something and, and you will be getting it i promise uh ryan gets a, a nice shout out in our 50th episode where i talk about how he helped me uh, get the, that show up and going and uh yeah so super fun if you uh like listening to me here and want to hear a little bit about what i do in my real world day job kind of stuff you can listen to that uh, I, I don't drop the f-bomb as much and if i offend you tonight <laughs> i'm sorry uh the uh <laughs> but anyway no uh hr social podcast on podbean.com nice uh chuck how can people find you uh twitter facebook you can't you can't <laughs> like latest episode of cops you know i'm on there <laughs> um the social media of- normal social media is so I'm, I'm yeah good. yeah 
Uh, you also have an Instagram. I don't know if you're. I've seen some posts here and there from you. On my that, so. my son, he did that for me. Yeah. So nice. He nice. he posts a lot of that nonsense on there, so he made me follow him. So yeah. So. But yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram, but I really don't use it that much. Yeah. Um. So uh, I did want to give a shout out to someone that is just starting a podcast. I did listen to his first episode. Uh, it's a. So uh, my wife and I went out with some of her old. Uh, high school friends uh, to this place called uh, 16-Bit. It's a bar where they have old-style arcade video games that you can play for free and it's a bar, so you can be drinking while you're playing old-style video games. It's awesome. Jesus, uh, you drinking and, now, too? Yeah, we're all drinking. Nice. Uh, <laughs> About so, time you guys uh, catch up. Right, exactly. Um, so while we were there, I got to meet one of her uh, high school friend who I've known for a very long time, but I got to meet her husband, whose name is Yusuf. And Yusuf, are you doing dishes there or something? What's going on? I got a drink <laughs> of water. Jesus Christ. <laughs> thought you were taking a bath or something. I don't I'm know. sorry, booze. You're interrupting my bath time. <laughs> uh, but his name is Yusuf, and him and I hit it off right from the beginning. He's around our age. He grew up with all the same stuff. We were talking movies. We were, ta- we were playing video games. I was having a blast. We were like long lost brothers that never met before. Uh, it was just, we had such a good time together and we were talking about podcasts and he told me how he was about to start one. And what his podcast is, it's called in flight entertainment and they review movies. It's him and, uh, this woman named, uh, Genoa and they review movies Yusuf actually works in independent films, so he's he's breaking into the film industry and everything else. So he pr- approaches things from that type of perspective. Genoa, she travels for a lot of her jobs, so she watches movies on the plane, and so she talks about whether the movie is a good movie to watch on an airplane, knowing all the different noises that can be made, the interruptions that can happen, and things like that. Um, so it's a really kind of a unique niche there. The episodes are about 20 to 30 minutes long, so they're not very long. Um, but they're just starting off, so I wanted to give a shout-out for him. Uh, and uh, I did listen to his first episode. Uh, they're, they're the beginnings of, an, of a podcast. They, you know, There's a couple things they could tweak to make it a little bit better. Uh, but overall, it's a lot of fun. You could tell that they're friends, that that natural chemistry comes across. So... Uh, definitely check it out. Like I said, it's called Inflate Entertainment. I told him all the different avenues to put his podcast on, so you'll probably be able to find it on iTunes and Stitcher and all that type of stuff. So, um, As far as our podcast, you can find us at StarJoes.com. All of our stuff is out there. There's Stitcher Radio. I've recently added StarJoes to a whole bunch of stuff like TuneIn FM, and uh, we're on Spotify and Google Play and all that fun stuff. Um, you can call and leave us a voicemail, like some people did uh, for tonight, 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Feel free to call us if you're drunk. That's, those are the best ones. Uh, and uh, email us, starjoespodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at starjoespodcast, on Instagram at starjoes. Uh, yeah, that's how you can find everything. Got merchandise you can purchase with the logo on it. But with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Hello, Ryan. It's Kevin Longman calling. Um, this is actually just a test email. Or test, a test email. My God. 
I just want to see how long your thing goes for before it kicks off for uh, time for your voice messages. So if I want to leave a bit of a rant here, if I get cut off, I just kind of want to know if I'm going to get cut off. So, And Ryan and Chuck, man, you haven't changed that in a long time, have you? So anyway, I hope things are going good for you down there. Uh, I do want to ask a question, though. I don't know if you want to, you'll probably want to edit the fuck out of this part if you want to use this. Um, actually, I'll, I'll ask a question on my other phone call. But uh, when I leave the fun message, I'm just going to be poking fun at you and Ryan, or you and Ryan. Good God, I need more alcohol. Uh, you, Robert, John, throwing some sh- stuff at Chuck, just having fun and mostly making fun of myself. So I just kind of want to see well long this is going to go for at a minute and five, six seconds now. So uh, if any of it offends you, please, by all means, let me know so I can perhaps redo it. I just want to have a little fun here. Not quite sure. I think I don't know if my instincts are going to be off on this one or not, but I think you guys are pretty easy going. We'll understand. I'm just having fun with it. Um, so I was going to send you the Joe poster, the Transformer poster, and I can even send you the Masters of the Universe poster, which has the mini-comics on it. And I guess you could decide if you wanted to do how many draws you want to do for that. Up to you, man. Um, minute 50 here. Let's see if it gets cut off here at two minutes or not. That's why I'm just babbling now to see how long this takes. Uh, almost two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. And it's not cutting me off. All right. I guess I'll be able to do all this probably maybe in one call. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can delete this message. I'm going to go to two and a half minutes just to make sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can delete this now. Okay. Um, bye-bye. Star Joe's. What the hell, Star Joe's? A contest that's only for America? Come on. You got legions of international fans here, man, and you're just limiting it to America? Oh, come on. This is Kevin. Up in Canada, and you're segregating me. Oh, Ryan. Ryan. What? I'm, I'm so disappointed, man. So disappointed. Uh, so, but, uh, delete this, fuck, I stumbled over my script, fuck, I'm going to call it back, bye, damn it. Your answer machine lady is very rude, she just cut me off with a very stern goodbye, not happy. Anyway, yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoy the posters. Uh, hopefully somebody gets the two posters. Okay, Ryan, delete this one, please. Oh, fuck.